Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, the Dax went down to Georgia. The quietest division leader showdown ever in a career begins in Baltimore. We welcome you to Week 11 in the National Football League. We're going to count them up right now. One, two, three, not four, two, five, three, six, four, seven games five, about to tee six. off, kick off. And play out right in front of our eyes, and we'll pass that along to you. If you're stuck out and about today, if it's a honeydew list, if you're an early shopper, or if you're like the rest of the world on the damn road today, we welcome you to hang with us for the next four hours. We will be your eyes, your ears, and all as we get into week 11 in the NFL Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote uh apparently condoleezza rice is not interviewing for a browns job we'll get everybody settled on that in just a second (laughs) because a lot of people are freaking out this morning but let's start with something that's tangible and football related the career of lamar jackson as a starter is about to start curious to see what he looks like and what kind of stranglehold he can have on this job after today well so the good news is flacco doesn't need surgery on the hip The bad news is you have to start a quarterback late in your season and there's still some hope here. So we'll see how this goes. But Lamar Jackson, if there's anything we know about him, he's dynamic. He hasn't had the opportunity and it's very difficult both to defend a mobile quarterback, a dual threat the way he is, 
and also to defend against a quarterback who you don't have film on at this level. So this should be an interesting one for Baltimore. Yeah, fantasy community getting very excited about this because anytime you got a quarterback that also doubles as a running back statistically, people get very excited and all of a sudden, boom, oh, this is going to be you know Michael Vick all over again. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I just don't know if it's going to be that. Um, you know, he's so young, so inexperienced. As you said, though, dynamic, a Bengals defense that's not all that hot uh, is is what he's going to be going against. So there's a few ways this can, can go. Uh, that can uh, go. However, we're going to see Andy Dalton first. Bengals do have the ball. Uh, also, the Atlanta Falcons are about to get the ball from the Dallas Cowboys today down in Georgia. And it, it's another opportunity, I think, for our weekly conversation over whether or not Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback Probably got a pretty good chance to uh, to look good today because the Falcons' defense is so banged up. Yeah, I'm expecting a high-scoring game uh, because realistically, they're banged up. They haven't been playing great defense all year. You know Matt Ryan's going to try to pile up a bunch of points in a hurry. So this could get to be a shootout in Atlanta real quick, which is I don't know if it's a game that we've typically seen Dak thrive in, but if there are open receivers, which there have been coverage breakdowns all year for Atlanta – uh, I I could I could see Dak looking really really polished today. As a matter of fact, all right. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the field as well. Jags with the ball first, and this is an interesting matchup simply because the Jags have had the Steelers' number o- over the last twelve months. This has been their bugaboo. This was the five pick game for Ben Roethlisberger in the regular season last year. Then they see each other again in the playoffs, and the Jags do it to them again. And so while the Jags are not having nearly as good of a season this time around. It feels like the Steelers need to shake this one off. Yeah, the the Jaguars aren't striking fear into people's hearts the way they did last year, and it's because this offense has been pretty anemic. Uh, their defense has been okay. They've been they've been you know at the tops of a lot of the categories you want your defense to be, and they have guys who can shut down parts of the field and make it easier uh, for you up front. They traded away Dante Fowler Jr. to the Rams, so they're they're a little weaker in the defensive front, but this is a defensive front with Calais Campbell. Uh, they've been able to generate a tremendous amount of pass rush and pressure on quarterbacks, so maybe they felt like they could move on without him, and it's a bit of a down year. So this is one of those games, though. Steelers in Florida late in the season. Jaguars could could steal one here. The Cincinnati Bengals, it looks like on third and six, came up about a half yard short, so we'll look for the spot here, but we might be getting a look at Lamar Jackson pretty soon. And then also kicking off right now, I've got to call it the quietest late November division leader showdown I've ever seen in my entire life. Washington is hosting Houston today. Yep. Both teams are six and three. Yep. Both teams are in control of their division. And I don't know anybody who seems to care or believe in this game. I'm with you, man. I don't know if I care or believe in this game. It's really interesting when it comes to these teams, and it really comes down to the quarterback matchup. You're you're not interested in a, a team unless they have a star at that position. Deshaun Watson's budding. He's becoming a star. He he hasn't done enough yet to trust him fully and explicitly. And on the other side. You have Alex Smith, who's, well, he's been a game manager, or at least has that label throughout his career, and he's playing some good football when the Redskins have a lead, and that's 
Typical Alex Smith football. So we'll see what happens as this season progresses. But the AFC South, interestingly enough, has become one of the most exciting divisions in football. No doubt. And the Titans are playing the Colts right now as well. So we'll keep an eye on that one within that division. Here is Lamar Jackson for the first time. And in a very exciting development on first down, he he handed off to Alex Collins. So that was... That was quite a moment right there for Lamar Jackson. I always like that. I I really do. I know it's predictable, but when you have a first-time quarterback out there, don't don't put it in his hand the first play. Let him get one under his belt. It was a read option, though, so it it, it could have been something else, uh, (laughs) but but it wasn't. And on second and eight, they'll read option again. This time he's going to keep it, and poof, there he goes. First down and a gain of about 12 yards. Then And again, <laughs> sculpting an offense, and this has been in their playbook since they got Lamar Jackson, mind you. They knew exactly what they were doing when they got him. They were going to bring him in and maybe use him in certain packages as he became more comfortable as a quarterback. If you're not going to use him as a rushing weapon, you're misusing Lamar Jackson because that's why he shines so brightly at Louisville, and that's how he's going to have the most success. It's exactly what uh, North Turner, the offense coordinator, is doing with Cam Newton in Carolina, and they're having a rebirth. And it's the same thing that Billy O'Brien does with Deshaun Watson in Houston, and they're leading their division. So you're mentioning the packages the Ravens have. That I get. I guess the question is, can those packages become just the Ravens quarterback? Like, can he be an every-down quarterback in the NFL? Well, it really comes down to his durability. And, and and if he can withstand the onslaught that that it'll that will come with carrying the ball as many times as he has already on this drive, we've seen four plays. He's carried the ball on fifty percent of them. Right. Uh, you know. So if this keeps up, that's a slender frame guy. He's going to take a lot of hits unless he gets in the habit of sliding often and early because defenders still make contact even when you initiate those slides. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. This is a prideful guy. It's a Heisman winner. This is a talented football player. And you mentioned Michael Vick. He's got Michael Vick speed. This he is does. a 4 3 40 guy. So I'm interested to see how they use him. I'm interested to see if he's durable and if he wins this ball game and he looks great doing it if they continue starting him. Third and four, quarterback draw right up the middle, all kinds of space. Boom, about 25 yards into Bengals territory. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely going to get you those those yards when when he has a clean lane because he can run past the the linebacker level in a hurry. So what they did here is they go empty set. You have five blockers in front of them. Well, you have four defensive linemen, so you add the blocker, which is the center, and because the linebacker absolutely bailed to his man coverage responsibility, <laughs> nobody's home. So Lamar Jackson right up the middle for what? I don't know, a 20-yard gain yep, there. Yep, and now another handoff. So the Ravens are inside the Bengals' 30. Lamar Jackson hasn't thrown a pass yet, um, and John Harbaugh probably thinks that's just about perfect. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Lamar on his opening drive in his first start can also tell you the Titans drive, which went into Colts territory, has just stalled because of a sack. They're going to kick that one away. We'll take a look at Andrew Luck. Carolina's got the ball on an opening drive, first and goal already in Detroit. How you feeling about your old friend Matty P and his job status with uh, the Lions right now? You know, it makes me sad because I, I thought he was a tremendous coordinator with New England. He commanded a ton of respect in that room, and he ran that defense. I can say that assuredly. He ran that defense. Bill Belichick obviously sculpted it, and he ran it off the model that Bill taught him, but but that was his defense. And so it saddens me that he goes to uh, to Detroit, and he's trying to install that culture. 
that Patriots culture in Detroit, and it's really not taking, it doesn't seem. As a matter of fact, I saw pictures of the Detroit Lions practicing outside ahead of this game. The Lions are home four straight weeks. Uh, they're a dome team. They have an indoor <laughs> practice facility. They don't need to practice outside in the snow in Michigan. It, it, it's 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 a choice he's making to teach toughness, and I, I just don't know if he has control of that locker room right now, and it's unfortunate. Third and five, Lamar Jackson calls his own number again on a read option, runs around the left end for about six yards. First down, chains keep moving in Baltimore. We also have our first score of the game today, and it belongs to none other than... The New York Giants, of course, who are going to win out, just ask Odell Beckham, and they do lead Tampa Bay 7-0, and it was on the shoulders of a big play to Odell Beckham, which went for 41 yards, and that set up Eli Manning to Saquon Barkley for a six-yard catch and touchdown, Giants lead, and now we get to see Fitzmagic. Yeah, they're 2-7, and seven, and Odell goes, well, all we have to do is win eight straight. <laughs> and he's not lying. I right. mean, it is there is truth in this. And, and the funny thing about it is everything gets better when you win. That win last week, as meaningless as it may seem on Monday night, they beat the, the 49ers, and you have that – that two-minute drill orchestrated by by Eli Manning going the entire length of the field, started at their own 25-yard line, finished with an Eli Manning, Sterling Shepard touchdown. You think to yourself, man, that's vintage Eli. Well, that can become present Eli if you protect him that way throughout the rest of the season. And so all of a sudden, all this, is Eli Manning done? What are they going to do with QB1 in New York? Could that go away if they stretch together some winning? Maybe for a few more weeks. I don't know about for a few more years. Panthers get a touchdown as well on that opening drive against Matt Patricia's defense. Cam Newton from one yard out to Greg Olson for the score there, and the Panthers lead 7 to nothing. We're out of the gates and underway. It's week 11 in the National Football League. Here come Dak and the Cowboys. We'll see them for the first time on the field in Atlanta, so we'll check in on them in just a second here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio, free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. The Baltimore Ravens lead 7-0, 11 plays on their opening drive, 66 yards. Lamar Jackson passing the ball is 0-4-0. He's a weapon. (laughs) They just ran the Air Force offense for the Ravens and went right down the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah, passing might be overrated. Yeah, who needs it? You know, what's funny is, uh, (laughs) look, this is what happened, I remember, years ago when all of a sudden the Miami Dolphins unveiled a Wildcat offense in New England, beat up the Patriots. I mean, absolutely wiped them up. And they had no answer all game long because they just didn't expect it to see it as much or as often or at all. And so here we are, Cincinnati Bengals turning on the tape. And it's Joe Flacco, and they're running the ball up the middle, and they have these big people formations out there, and they'll spread it out sometimes, sure, because Flacco's got an arm, and that'll lull you to sleep because you got to prepare for that. Some, you know, this game could end up being wildly lopsided because that is not at all what it's going to look like with right. Lamar Jackson. And they're running the Louisville offense. Right. So now Andy Dalton will try to respond out on the field uh, in their own territory. Bengals with the ball. They trail 7 to nothing. Houston Texans roll down the field and get an opening drive field goal, which was answering a three and out for the Washington Redskins. Houston leads 3 to nothing. Everybody I talk to seems to have the same perspective on this game. 
with regard to the Redskins' offense. Again, they're 6-3. and three. They've got a two-game lead in the NFC East. Thumbs up all the way around. But the Texans' defense is getting healthy, and nobody believes that the Redskins are going to be able to move the ball today. Adrian Peterson looks like he's starting to slow down a little bit. They've lost a bunch of offensive linemen. I just they're six and three, but I have no idea what the staying power is of this Washington success. Well, here's the thing: Gruden's an offensive-minded coach. We know the same about Andy Reid, and with Alex Smith, Andy Reid was able to turn around a, a woeful Chiefs franchise when he got there. I think they were winning something to the tune of two wins the season prior. They go on to eleven wins, an overnight success with Andy Reid and Alex Smith helming the offense, and so Jay Gruden for a long time had this sort of, uh, you know, just mercurial situation at quarterback. One guy in, one guy out, one guy in, one guy out. And so now Alex Smith, a steady performer in the NFL, they trade for him, they get him in the doors, and it's working. And it's just monotonous, though. It looks like Alex Smith on every team you've ever seen him. He's not going to wow you in the stat box. He's not going to wow you in in the disparity of points scored in the wins, but they're going to win a bunch of games. I, I said before the season, I'm feeling a 10-win uh, season out of the Redskins, and they're on pace. Wow. And I tell you what, um, the way things look around them, this Dallas-Atlanta game is huge for that division today because if Dallas is unable to win at Atlanta, and then even though I think a lot of us still feel deep down in our hearts as Ezekiel Elliott uh, takes a little uh, swing pass from Dak Prescott and he's going to flip the field, First down for the Cowboys into Atlanta territory. That game's still scoreless. I think in our heart of hearts, most people still feel like the Eagles are the most well-rounded team, best team in the division. But they've lost a lot of close games. They've fallen below 500, And now the schedule monster takes over. It's like the Eagles could play well today, and I still don't see them winning. They're at New Orleans. I don't know if anybody can win at New Orleans this year. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game as well. It's interesting. I, you know, these these late-season games, they can really they can really be a crapshoot. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. I, I just don't understand when you are the Atlanta Falcons, when you turn on the film every single week of the Dallas Cowboys, that you aren't doubling – Zeke at every single standpoint. Right. I mean, right. like, pack the box, double Zeke in the pass game. They they just gave up all those yards in a screen. I mean, have extra people down there, man coverage on Zeke the whole way, because that's the whole that's the whole scouting report on the Cowboys. They go as number 21 goes. And so it's things like that late in the season that frustrates the eyes of of a, of a former player because I remember in some of these games I'm like why can't we stop this guy we knew he was right. a problem right. <laughs> we said the only guy that you really need to stop yeah so we'll see now the Cowboys facing a second and seven in Falcon territory under five minutes to go first quarter scoreless game Lions have evened things up against Carolina uh, seven seven and carry on Johnson. Uh, goes for a nice touchdown run. Already six carries, 42 yards, and a score for Johnson. The Lions, with their skill position guys, are really at a deficit today. They've traded Golden Tate. Marvin Jones is hurt. And so maybe it's time. You know, I remember you and I talking about this early in the season. on Johnson, to me, in the preseason, really showed some things where I was like, that is an every down back. But slowly but surely, they want to bring a rookie along and Maybe give him a little bit more each week. They've been doing that. He looks ready. He looks like he's really ready to produce. Yeah, no, I and I agree. I think that 
sticking the ball in his hands is probably the best thing they can do for Matt Stafford. Uh, when you have as talented a quarterback as Matt Stafford and you don't trust a run game that seems to be there waiting for you to trust it, then you're doing the wrong thing offensively. I think Jim Bob Cooter has to find a way to get the ball to Mr. Johnson uh, on a more consistent basis. I realize that they've trailed a bunch of games and it has to become a pass fest at some point to catch up. But at the same token, it isn't conservative to hand the ball off when it's working. So if it's working, go back to that honey hole until it dries up. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys had first and goal. Dak put a ball right in the hands of Cole Beasley at the goal line. He did everything but catch it. And so now it is second and goal from the three. You do not see that very often from Cole Beasley. Now they'll do a toss sweep to Ezekiel Elliott. He'll make one man miss, but the second, third, and fourth guy don't. So it's going to be third and goal now at the three-yard line for the Dallas Cowboys on that opening drive. Tampa Bay's drive stalled. I think they went for it on fourth down deep in the Giants' territory, got nothing out of it. So the Giants, with a 7-0 lead, now get the ball back. So Eli gets to go back to work with a lead. And the Tennessee-Indianapolis game, which is, as we talked about, I think kind of low-grade interesting today. Uh, The Titans have been a little hotter of late. The Colts' offense feels like it's getting healthy, figuring some things out. Uh, The Colts right now have the ball in Titans territory at about the 30-yard line. This one feels like a clash of styles, even though it's two teams on the way up. The Titans' defense likes to play those low-scoring games that are going to, you know, nobody's up above 21. Colts don't mind if everybody's got 40 points. Which style do you think takes over this game? Well, you know, the the style that prevails is whichever one plays the best defense tonight. I, I mean, that or this morning. That's what it all comes down to uh, during this game is who can plug the damn first because Andrew Luck, look, I realize it's been a while since we've seen him in his prime or, or play close to it, but he's getting there. And Deshaun Watson, same thing we've been saying about Lamar Jackson, so dynamic. He's going to beat you with his feet. He's going to beat you with his arm. That offense will catch you looking. So it's going to come down to either key turnovers or getting stops in crucial situations, and that'll be the winner. A a quick note to pass along, Luck's never lost to the Titans. That's right. I mean, Andrew Luck, in fact, in his career, has been criticized for the fact that he's kind of made his record solely off of beating his division, which in his career – has not been a good division. You know, I know Jacksonville had a nice year last year, but Andrew Luck wasn't playing. Prior to that, Houston Texans, revolving quarterbacks, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, has just been a whole lot of blah. And Luck's record against his division is huge. His record outside of the division is actually a losing record. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, it's a very similar moniker that you'll hear touted by people who are against the Patriots' success, except there's one problem with the Patriots. Oh, they've won a whole bunch of Super Bowls, too. So you can't really use that. But for Andrew Luck and this Indianapolis Colts team, you absolutely can. The Colts in general, uh, you know, they, they, they've they failed to perform in the postseason, barring the one year with Peyton Manning in recent memory. And so it's going to take them winning their division and advancing and having more significant traction in the postseason for anybody to buy into what's happening here. Colts on the move and now have a first and 10 just outside of the Titans' 10-yard line, so it'll be first and 10 from about the 12. Lamar Jackson, will let you know, has completed a pass. He is one for one for four yards, but then on a third and five, 
It looked like he was about to be sacked. He did an unbelievable job of getting out of a tackle, bought some time, rolled out to his left, and then threw almost an interception, a ball that should have been caught uh, by the Bengals' defense but wasn't, and so now the Bengals will get the ball back as the Ravens kick it away. Well, so the coaching point as he enters the sideline and they're draping his shoulders with a cloak because it's getting cold there in Baltimore this time of year is, hey, Lamar, great job avoiding the sack. That's amazing. Um. (laughs) Don't throw it to the other team after you do amazing <laughs> things. Hey, look, I mean, that's the truth. If you're able to survive the play that would have lost you some yardage, get what you can, get off the field and punt. We're leading here. That's how you change the momentum of a game. Second and two for the Colts at the four-yard line, and Naheem Hines is going to get a yard, so it's going to be third and one from the three-yard line coming up. The Cowboy drive did stall and instead they will settle for a 21-yard field goal that is up and good. I'm not sure what's going on here today. So far, every kicker that's come out has kicked the ball through the uprights. Oh, no, that's Quite very odd. suspicious. Quite that odd. Is very Something's suspicious. going on. Yeah, it might be a deflate gate situation again or something like that. <laughs> as the ball is flying through the uprights. I have today. no knowledge of anything. Here are the Colts on third and one, <laughs> and I think that they're going to draw the Titans to move offsides and that'll set up a first and goal for the Colts. Let's see what the officials have to say. Indeed it is. Offside. So the Colts getting a little bit closer, and now they got three tries at it. Meantime, let's get Ralph Irvin in here, and he can update the entire scoreboard for us all. Ralph. Well, thank you very much, and you mentioned that first Baltimore touchdown. It didn't come from Lamar Jackson. He just helped set it up. Stands in the shotgun. Alex Collins to his left. Hands it to Collins, sweeping to the right, tries to get around the edge. He does. He's to the five. He's to the pylon. And he's in. Touchdown, Alex Collins. WBAL Ravens Radio Network with the call as Baltimore does have that 7-0 lead over Cincinnati as they play with 3.03 to go in their first quarter. Scoreless in Jacksonville between the Steelers and Jaguars. The Texans, they now have a 10-0 lead on Washington. They just scored a touchdown there. 3.15 to play in the first quarter. The Giants scored a first Touch the first touchdown on their first drive. Saquon Barkley taking it in. They lead Tampa Bay 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. The Colts now. Marlon Mack. He ran in for a one-yard touchdown. 6-0. They lead Tennessee 115 to play in the first quarter. All tied up in Detroit. The Panthers and the Lions. Less than a minute to go in the first quarter. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And as you guys mentioned, 214 to go in the first. The Cowboys with a 3-0 lead on Atlanta. And Colorado has fired their head coach, Mike McIntyre. In six seasons, he was 34-40. and 40. All right, Ralph, good stuff. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. That Texans touchdown was indeed Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins. The extra point by Kaimi Fairbairn is good. Like I said, something weird's going on. Balls are going through the uprights <laughs> today. Texans lead Washington 10 to nothing. I know you're a big believer in Houston. I am. There's a big believer in Houston. So there, you know, we were talking about this. No one's talking about six and three versus six and three. And, and, and your first comment was, yeah, I don't know if I really buy it either. But I think that's, I mean, that you're talking about the Washington side, right? I mean, you're a believer in the Texans actually maybe even making noise in the AFC playoffs, yeah? Yeah, I, I am a believer in the Texans side of this matchup. Redskins, the story is to be told. I, I mean, you have the former Super Bowl champs on 
uh, on with them in that division, the NFC East, and the Dallas Cowboys could potentially get hot anytime now. It seems like they're starting to string together some success. If they could get a win at Atlanta, that would be a huge, huge situation for them to creep up in this division. But yeah, the Texans, I mean, they're on a roll right now. And I mean, they're they're pretty good on the road. They're great at home. And I look at the situation that presents them right now. They're one of those teams that has been injured, been hampered so heavily by injury uh, that they haven't been able to reap the full potential or, or be rewarded with, the, with that potential of their roster. And now everybody seems to be staying healthy. And Billy O'Brien is a veteran coach in this league now. And I trust his system. I played in it when I was with New England. He was a terrific offensive coordinator, then head coach at Penn State, helped turn that program around before Franklin took over. And here he's in uh, Houston. And through some down years, the ownership stuck with him because they realized, yeah, there's something special at head coach. We just need to get healthy enough, and they have a full complement, and it's seeming to come together at the right time. Prediction, we'll do the fantasy ticker in about an hour, and we'll hear Saquon Barkley's name. He went to the same school as you, so I know you followed his career. He's into the end zone for the second time already today, and the Giants lead 14 to nothing. Barkley already 10 carries, 50 yards, and a score. Also one catch for a six-yard score. So he's off to a good start. Eli Manning hasn't thrown an incompletion yet. He's 6 of 6 for 91 yards and a score. And this is also Tampa Bay's personality, isn't it? Like the Ryan Fitzmagic thing doesn't seem to work until they're down by double digits. (laughs) I mean, they just let the other team... They let the other team do that every single week. And then it's right. Weren't the Panthers up by 30 and then they made it a seven point game? Like this is this is their personality. It's very strange, but it seems to me I mean and they are a terrible, terrible opening drive, terrible first half team, and they have been all season long. They might just be a terrible team. They might just be. Yeah. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a ton of fun to watch because they do have weapons. Obviously, Deshaun De- Jackson and and uh and uh Mike Evans and the things that they've been able to do stretching the field on people. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is having somewhat of a renaissance, but it does take him having to walk himself to the edge of the cliff, to the edge of despair for this team, for him to say, oh boy, maybe we should start playing football this right. afternoon. <laughs> like, oh, we're here. Right. We started. All right, let's do the darn thing. Uh, also, we haven't mentioned this game yet much because it looks like they're headed toward a scoreless first quarter, although uh, the Jaguars are in. Uh, Pittsburgh territory, the Steelers-Jags, might I say, it kind of has the same vibe as the games that we saw last year. The difference being, remember, the Jags put up just bucket full, buckets and buckets of points on the Steelers in those two games. I think in the playoffs, didn't both teams go over 40, if I remember correctly? I think you're remembering correctly, yeah. This one seems a little bit more muted, but in just sitting here and watching this game, if you want to talk about momentum, if you want to talk about who's winning the battles on the line of scrimmage, it's the Jaguars so far over the Steelers. Yeah, you know, and that's where this game should be won because these are two strong-minded teams, and you can absolutely make the argument that they're two of the best defensive and offensive fronts combined in the NFL facing off. This should be a low-scoring game. I mean, we can say that about the Steelers all we want. They have weapons everywhere, so as soon as they get rolling, they can really pile them up quick. You can't say the same for the Jaguars, so they're going to try to muck up this matchup as much as they can because that's the way they can hang in with teams 
Their offense has been very slow developing. They haven't been scoring a ton of points. So if they got a chance in this one, they're absolutely going to need to 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 make this a line of scrimmage battle all afternoon long. Atlanta is incomplete on third and four, but they are in field goal range. So uh, now they're lining up with Matt Bryant, who is back, and he'll try to tie this game in Atlanta, where the Cowboys lead this one three to nothing. They are very very early in the second quarter. There, Ralph mentioned it. We didn't have chance much to talk about it. By the way, that field goal is up and good. So wow. three three tie in Atlanta, and look at these kickers go! Just unbelievable with all the kicking that they're doing and field goals, extra points. Very, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, that one's tied 3-3, but Marlon Mack goes in for the Colts 7 nothing. I feel like Tennessee is similar to what we say about Washington with Alex Smith. This is not a team that plays very well from behind, so they need to be careful where, where they are right now in this game against Andrew Luck and the Colts. Very hot and cold team, but they're coming off a huge win against Mike Vrabel's former coach, uh, Bill Belichick. They were able to topple them, the Patriots, at home. And so into a division game, that's a tough stretch because, you know, the Colts are rolling a little bit themselves. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I mean, I don't think it's ever a comfortable position to be when you're trailing against Andrew Luck or any of these quarterbacks who can really get after you quick. And so, Marcus Mariota, this drive that the Tennessee Titans have started here just in the, what are we talking, the, just the beginning of the second quarter could be a big one. They all matter. It's a game of inches, but if you can grab a score and even this thing up, you give yourself a better opportunity to keep this thing close throughout, and that's the only chance they have. Ravens have the ball again, up 7 nothing. Alex Collins up the middle for four yards. That is their 16th rushing attempt of this quarter. They had not had as many as 15 in a quarter in six years. And they still have the ball, and there's still a minute left in the quarter. So if we're lucky, if we cross our fingers here, Rich, we could get, I don't know, two or three more rushing attempts before the end of this quarter. So let's hold our breath. Right, yeah. Only two pass attempts so far. Oh, here comes another one on third and six, and that'll go for uh, a negative half a yard. Right. All right, good. Let's, let's punt again. Yeah, so this is this is just what it's going to look like. <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, if there's one thing we know about Lamar Jackson, is he completely accurate? He's not Tom Brady, no. He's not Drew Brees, no. But he has a strong arm, so you just wait. You get the Bengals playing a little closer to the line of scrimmage after they take the quarter break. Uh, maybe uh, halftime they come out and they start loading up the box. Whatever it is, whenever they make that adjustment – he can find receivers deep down the field. I promise you that. Washington on the move, trailing 10 to nothing. They need some points. They're in position to get it. We'll check in on that in just a moment on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. All right, it's Red Zone Radio Week 11. Free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. Bengals knocking on the door. Here's a second and goal. Dalton's going to roll left. Looks to the end zone. He's going to throw it to a fan. And yeah. it is incomplete. Third and goal. Uh, flag down. We'll see what's going on there. But the Bengals looking to even things up with the Ravens, who lead 7 to nothing. Touchdown, Adrian Peterson for the Redskins. That was needed. A lot of talk this year. Remember, in all of the wins for the Redskins, they've never trailed. In all of the losses, they've never led. Oh, so man. as soon as they fell down 10 nothing, you're like, well, we can go home now, honey. Right, this one's over. So they absolutely need, I think, to 
maybe have some success in a game like that where it's like, Alex, you're trailing. Throw the ball around a little bit. Do something. Boom, goes right down the field, gets a touchdown. That's a good drive for Alex Smith. Yeah, there's no question about it. Alex Smith, when he had Pat Mahomes behind him last season, had his best season stretching the field, taking some chances. I, he, he was wildly efficient. He threw uh, a, a, a tremendous number of touchdowns and very few picks, but still the, the goal was to get him, to encourage him to get the ball and pump it downfield. And so hopefully, you know, there's a carryover effect for the Washington Redskins. Touchdown Joe Mixon and the always popular piano man celebration. One of his offensive linemen got down on all fours so that Mixon could use him as a piano bench and played a little piano while the rest <laughs> of the offensive line all played conductor. Very exciting moment there and since, uh, for the uh, for the Bengals. Well, they say the bench, much like the offensive line for a pianist, is the unsung hero of the performance. It has to be at the perfect height so the arms can hang at 90 degrees. Yeah. Uh, Billy Joel will tell you that, You're Elton not, John. Not allowed to use that word on the radio, so just be very <laughs> careful. The Colts, first in goal at the nine, throws to Jack Doyle. That'll get him to the five. This is off of a Marcus Mariota interception. And, of course, for Mariota, Jameis Winston, this is that kind of decider year. Let's see what you got. And I feel like a lot of people have been down on Mariota this year. Last couple weeks, hey, wait a minute, starting to look a little bit better. It's a rough start for him today in Indy. Yeah. Yeah, look, you know, and, and this is a team that that is really starting to change their culture. They're becoming more aggressive. Frank Reich, he'll go for it. He, do, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if anybody thinks that's the right choice or the wrong choice. That's the nature he's trying to instill. And they also try to instill that with their first-round draft pick this year, who's their starting left guard and making a ton of noise viral over social media from last game they played against the Jaguars absolutely depleting Barry Church on a power play where he came up in the hole and late turned his head knocked him off his feet and so he was fined something near $30,000 for that hit right because of the lowering of the helmet but Quentin Nelson at their left guard position is a culture changer he's a type of rough and tumble kid who's going to play a ton of years in this league should he stay healthy, and I hope he does because he's fun to watch, and they got that aggression all over the field. Philly special on third and goal for the Colts. Oh, right out of the hands of Andrew Luck. He dove. (laughs) He He dove. He went for it, and uh, Ebron had thrown it up, and it was right off the fingertips. And, by the way, the defense was also there. Let me say this about the Philly special. I think people are now finally going to be ready for this. Yeah, Everybody's running it. And I've seen it probably tried at least 10 times this year. And that time, normally on these Philly specials, it's just a matter of like, can the wide receiver throw a good pass? And can the quarterback actually catch? This was a good throw and a good effort. There was a defender right on him, though. I'm letting you know right now, the reason why Philly special is being ran so much is because the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, I'm not telling anybody, informing anybody of anything. They basically won their Super Bowl because they ran a play and they got lucky because they surprised the team with a deceptive, and Nick Foles uh, re- re- reeled it in. Here's the difference that that will come and will make a big difference for teams as they evaluate whether or not they want to expose their quarterback. The second a quarterback goes out on a route and gets absolutely cleaned right. and taken out for the game or potentially the season or yeah. a couple of games even, 
everybody's going to stop doing this. You're going to be like, oh, that's why you don't have a quarterback running out. That's a terrible idea. You got all these NFL rules that are being made to protect the quarterback, and there goes Andrew Luck on a wheel route and dives full full spread, you know, fingertip yeah. with a defender right all I, over I him. I mean, you're on field turf. In, 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 imagine like his pinky or his pointer finger on his throwing hand got stuck in the turf and he jammed it up real good. That could affect the rest of the game. It sure. doesn't have to be a, a knee or an elbow or an arm. It could just be something as simple as a finger, and all of a sudden everybody goes, oh, yeah, that was stupid. Falcons on the move. They've got a second down inside the Cowboy 40. Now put them at about the 30-yard line after a fumble from Mohamed Sanu, but it's recovered by Julio Jones. So the Falcons already in field goal range if they can't convert on this third down. That's a 3-3 tie. Also, nice run for Leonard Fournette. Let's not forget that game that they played Pittsburgh last year. Everyone remembers the Roethlisberger five picks. Fournette also ran wild. Yeah. I mean, Fournette went crazy, and he's off to a pretty good start today as well. The Jags lead this game 3 to nothing, and now uh, inside the 35-yard line and threatening for more. Again, this is what it's going to take for the Jags to win this game is a line of scrimmage battle that you're winning. You have to have your offensive line get them. You have to have your defensive line get them, and you need to have that power running game take place. Blake Bartles is a quarterback in this league who who really struggles in in any game where he's trailing. He he loves those crossing routes. He he loves to throw the intermediate routes. You can't trust him to be accurate downfield. So if you need points in a hurry, that's a problem for Jacksonville. Well, the Jags are doing something very similar to what Baltimore is doing. They are taking the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands as well. Bortles today so far, three for five for 21 yards, five pass attempts. You know how many rushing attempts they have? 20. 20. They are all running the ball, and I think there's two things for that. A, their best player on offense is Leonard Fournette, sure. so why not go through him? But B, the Steelers' offense is dynamic. Let's keep them off of the field. The Jags have 20 rushing attempts. The Steelers have 10 plays. Goodness. So they're just playing keep away right now. Time of possession battle, my friends. That's a, the, sometimes your best defense is just keep away. If you can, if you can hold onto the ball, milk that clock, and get into a situation where every play you run and rush, you're gaining positive yardage, falling forward. And so far, they are 21 rushes as a team for 116. They're on pace to get a first down every three rushes. Right. That's the way it looks per the averages. So keep running the ball, although they line up in shotgun formation and they run the screen. Right, third down and four, so they do pass. They throw to Yeldon. He gets nothing, and so it'll be another field goal try for the Jags. See if they can take a 6 nothing lead, but this game is on the move quickly because of all the rushing attempts, uh, and it's smart. They're down to the nine-minute mark, second quarter already. Steelers have a zero on the board. Have only got uh, 10 plays run. That's the way you keep Antonio Brown and James Conner in check is you just keep them on the sideline watching the football game. So uh, here come the Titans. They're on the move a little bit. Now down 10 to nothing against the Colts. We'll check in on that game coming up. Also fantasy ticker next hour. And Lamar Jackson is back on the field again in a 7-7 tie between the Ravens and the Bengals. It's week 11 in the National Football League. Oh, week 11 in the National Football League, and it's throwback Sunday. Why? Because Jalen Ramsey is picking off Ben Roethlisberger. Looked like he bobbled that one a little bit. Looked like it hit the ground. 
That's why it's a good thing we got replay. It didn't hit the ground. Interception blues back for Ben against the Jags. Jalen Ramsey's going to have a new GQ article next week, and Ben is shaking his head on the sideline. Yeah, Big Ben not happy, and the Jags have the ball again in a game where they've dominated the time of possession. Ooh, and another and big <laughs> first down yep, run. by a gash by Fournette for yep. another 11 yards. Roethlisberger, by the way, we mentioned they had run 10 plays. That was the first play of their next drive following the field goal. So now they've run 11 plays, and the Jags have the ball right back. Yeah, when when you are running the ball as successfully as the Jaguars are, and what they're doing is simple. It's just zone schemes. They're moving all their bodies to one side or the other, and they're playing gap responsibilities. So whoever's in my gap, I'm going to put my body on them, and as long as I keep them covered up with blue jerseys on the Steelers' whites – Fournette has lanes to pick, and the backside's been doing a really nice job, the blocking of the the right guard or left guard, depending which side they're running zone to, of sealing off that backside. And so you have lanes, and and when you have lanes, you have success in the run game, and that's as simple as it gets. They try a second down pass, or excuse me, a first down pass. They got the first down with Fournette's run, and Bortles woefully overthrows his tight end. Yep, yeah, we are live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you. 15% 15% or more on car insurance, Geico.com, for a free rate quote. Also, uh, we finally figured out that T.Y. stands for thank you because that's what his fantasy owners are saying right now. T.Y. Hilton, a long one, and a really nice dance, too. Uh, kept his balance well there. I give it an 8.8. The Colts lead 17 to nothing over the Titans. And, Rich, the Titans aren't built for this. No, they are Can't not. They're getting goose-egged right now, and there's still a good amount of time in this half. They better score quick here, otherwise this could get out of hand fast. Uh, Andrew Luck might be riding pine in the fourth quarter. But, look, Marcus Mariota, Lewis out of the backfield. They have some weapons, and they can score fast. We know that about them. Yep. They're just not prone to do it when they trail. We'll see what they make of this game, though. It's still – I mean, we're talking about – buckets of time left on the clock well i tell you what we also have a score in new york that uh bears repeating because fitz magic has been a wonderful aerial assault all year but don't get mad at ups sometimes you can do it on the ground as well it's cheaper ryan fitzpatrick ran one in i expose people to magic <laughs> he certainly oh, what, does what the hell is that all about i don't know but it's 14-7 the Giants lead the box. Yeah, was that as long? Was that the nine-yard scamper? I don't care. I love it all. Oh, Ryan he's got, Fitzpatrick. He's got four carries today. What is the old guy doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it. Look, he got sacked once, and, and that's actually something about his game he doesn't get as much credit for. The Harvard grad, he played for the Buffalo Bills, and I remember when we were dialing up the Bills twice a year when I was with New England, he was the quarterback there in that Chan Gailey offense, and he scrambled around a lot. He posed a lot of different problems for our, our defense. We just did a better job than they did on every Sunday, uh, you know, Monday, Thursday, whenever we played them. And there were some close battles, and it was because of Fitzpatrick. He keeps you in ball games. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yes. Giants have a 14-7 <laughs> lead. Doesn't win a lot of ball games, but he keeps you in them. Uh, Marcus Mariota sacked on third down. Uh, the Colts are uh, having a really nice game on the defensive line. Wow. Yeah, they're 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 sitting on the pass because now they've got the seventeen nothing lead again. Uh, even there was a fumble there, but the Titans will recover it well enough to at least kick this one away. But things are all Colts in Indy. Seventeen nothing is the score there, and 
Jags move the chains again, and Roethlisberger's over on the sideline with just, I mean, his face is going through every expression in the book uh, this time because Bortles threw to his tight end, incomplete, bounced off his hands, flew forward 10 yards and into the hands of D.D. Westbrook. Totally lucky play. First down. This is the way today's going for Pittsburgh so far. Yeah, they're catching all of uh, the balls bouncing the opposite direction, but it looks like we have a flag on the offense. Too many men on the field. field. Okay, so that evens things out a little bit, at least for Pittsburgh. All right, but the Jags continue to run the clock, and again, 5.50 now to go in the first half, and the Steelers run a total of 10 plays, and you can feel Fantasy America right now just – the glutes are tightening. I mean, Antonio Brown and oh, James Conner, Juju and Ben Roethlisberger, none of them have touched the ball yet. Well, and it's it's funny because even with the Jaguars, so many people took that flyer on Leonard Fournette, you know, early in the season, like yep. maybe I'll make him one of my stable backs and, and have been waiting and waiting and waiting. It really hasn't come to fruition for them yet. Um, a more compelling statistic to point out, Right now in this game, total yardage. Jacksonville has 175 total yards. Pittsburgh has 19. 19, and Roethlisberger is one of six for seven yards and a pick. And so now the Jags looking at a second and 13 uh, at the Pittsburgh 24-yard line. This off of the Jalen Ramsey interception. Bortles will throw out to the flat, complete. It's a short gain of about four yards. And so uh, that's DeShaughnessy. And now we're going to look at a third and short, but in field goal range if they are unable to move the chains, already leading that one six to nothing. A little surprised at how the scoring has been slow out of the gate here in Atlanta. The Dallas Cowboys defense is probably an underrated group. They can do some things. Uh, They're able to kind of grind it out, and they're going to need that today. I don't love Dak Prescott's chances anytime you're in a shootout, uh, but – they were able to play from ahead last week against the Eagles and got a win, and they're keeping things in kind of a slugout style so far today in a 3-3 game in Atlanta. Yeah, you know, you, you can never call these because both of them have been struggling as far as their defense goes. I think the Cowboys actually have the edge in that category, and it really comes around Leighton Vanderash, who's their middle linebacker out of Boise State. He made every tackle for Boise a year ago, and he's doing the same starting for the Cowboys in the heart of that defense right now. Injured Sean Lee, you know, when he's on the field, that defense plays great. That team plays great. When he's off the field, it's been a problem for them. And lately, it hasn't been as obvious because Leighton Vanderash has done some great things for that Cowboys defense. So while we look at the Atlanta Falcons and we say, okay, home game for the Falcons – these Georgia boys are going to run up all and down on these Dallas Cowboys. Well, there's a problem because they may have found their heir apparent to Sean Lee in Vander Esch, and, and I, I think his coverage in the middle of the field, especially in some of these Marinelli zone principles, are going to help this pass rush get it going up front. And so I, I'm expecting to see in the box score a bunch of sacks on, uh, on Matt Ryan. Actually, I'm pulling it up right now. He's been sacked three times. Uh, Washington on the move again. Again, they were trailing 10 to nothing in this game. It's now 10-7, and they've moved the ball down to the Houston 29-yard line. They're facing a third and six, but clearly within range to tie the game if they're unable to move the chains. So 10-7, Houston continues to lead. Uh, and right as I say that, they get a false start and move all the way back to the 34. So we'll see if they're still in field goal range. 
It's a long one, but they've got a third down and 11 coming up. Meantime, Colts on the move again, already leading this one 17 to nothing. Uh, The Jacksonville field goal was up and good. There was a penalty, kicked it again, up and good again. And so the Jags have now got themselves a two-score lead in Pittsburgh, 9 to nothing. Now, the Steeler offense is obviously completely equipped to handle a two-score deficit, but it's weird. The Jacksonville defense, which all year this year has not looked like the Jacksonville defense we got to know last year, they do again today. Yep, yep. Well, and I, again, I, I I hear this a lot. Well, what's going on with their defense? I, I think their defense has been okay. Points per game this season, they're, they're of the top third, if not in the top five still. They've given up more, it seems, because they really haven't been able to keep up on the other side. Their offense has really struggled. The injuries to their offense has been clearly a hindrance for them. They had to bring in Eric Flowers in trade from the Giants. He really struggled with the Giants, and it seems like he's more comfortable with the Jaguars. I don't know if it's offensive system they're running. I don't know if it's because he has the pressure of the New York market off his back, but he's been performing well as a starter for them since they brought him in in the acquisition, and it seems to have resolved some of their issues up front in the run game. Something's going on with the Tennessee defense. They don't look like themselves today. Jordan Wilkins runs this one in over the pylon from about 20 yards out. And the Colts are absolutely crushing the Titans right now. It is 23 to nothing with an extra point on the way. Wow, four scores this early in this game. I mean, I did not expect this to look this way for the Colts-Titans game. This one is almost over before it's even started. The Tennessee Titans coming off an emotional victory at home went on the road, and they had that classic letdown. You beat the Patriots, you're feeling really good about yourself. Earlier in the season, you beat the Eagles, you're feeling really good about yourself. And those are two Super Bowl contenders, one of which won the whole thing last year. And now you come out here and you basically, you know, I mean, you basically lost the game in the in the first half. I, I, don't, I don't know if or how you can come back from a disparity with the Colts team playing as viciously as they are on defense and effectively as they're playing on offense. Ralph, what do you got on the Titans? Well, this just in from the Tennessee Titans. Defensive coordinator Dan Dean Peace experiencing a medical issue during the game. He was tended to by medical personnel and transported to a local hospital. That is going to contribute, certainly, to uh, defensive deficiencies Interesting. against Indianapolis. Well, Vrabel, the head coach, you see him actually on the bench right now yep. with his defensive guys, which is not something you normally see out of a head coach, um, but it looks like he might be double-dipping a little bit as the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and he has the chops for this. This is what he was doing, obviously, with the tennis, or I should say the Houston with Texans, the Texans right. before he was brought in to head coach for the Tennessee Titans, so... So here we are, and and yeah, you know what, to Ralph's point, to your point, that will have an effect. I, there's no question about it. When guys have to either take a, a, a seat suspended for whatever reason or fined, or, you know, I mean, it's happened at the college level more than at the pro level, you can definitely see the difference on the field. And, and, and also the emotional letdown trailing and then kind of a, oh, and now this moment on the sideline, they're just trying to survive this trip at this point. No doubt. Two and a half till the break. 24 nothing. Colts lead. The Redskins have moved inside the 10-yard line. First and goal, trailing 10-7. to So we'll check in on that one. The Ravens threatening as well. All of that still ahead on Red Zone Radio. But first, time for a Jeff Allen Sports Report. 
Thanks, guys. This is the World Champion Handicapper Jeff Allen from Las Vegas. Free selection L.A. Denver coming up in just a second. But right now, Jeff Allen Sports' toll-free message phone is on fire. 18-2 run, 90% winners. And today, Philadelphia, New Orleans is a lock. Game of the year plus Minnesota-Chicago. Three best bets, and you're going 5-0 absolutely free on the message phone. Call 1-800-870-2283. It's a toll-free recorded message. New Orleans-Philadelphia. Game of the year, Minnesota-Chicago. Toll-free message, 1-800-870-2283. Let's take a look at this matchup. The Broncos are in L.A. Take on the Chargers. L.A. favored total 47. Chargers are 7-2 on the season. And Phillip Rivers continues to impress. 67% completions, 21 touchdowns, just four picks. Melvin Gordon, 5.4 yards per carry is solid. Denver coming off the bye week, 3-6, but has lost six of the last seven games. Case Keenum leads the Broncos, must cut down on the interceptions. Phillip Lindsay is a solid running back. The technicals here at Denver, just 3-11 against the spread last 14 road games. 1-6 against the spread last seven versus the AFC West. Chargers 5-1 against the number versus teams with a losing record. 4-1 against the spread last five. Denver 4-1 under off the bye week. 6-2 under the last eight. Chargers 7-1 under versus the West. I like a good defensive game here. Small play under the total. The big play, the big money. New Orleans, Philadelphia is a lock. Plus, I've got four best bets to go 5-0. 5-0 late action. Free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. Philly, New Orleans, Minnesota, Chicago. Arizona, Oakland, 5-0 free. 1-800-870-2283. Okay, week 11, NFL. For free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com, VegasCovers.com. Keeping you up to date on the early session, the Jags continue to shut out the Steelers 9-0, but the Steelers do have the ball. Keep you up to date there. But let's look ahead to later on this afternoon in a game I absolutely cannot wait to watch. Joe Buck now joins us live along with Troy and Aaron. They're in New Orleans. The Eagles and the Saints coming up later on today. Joe, this just feels like the schedule monster is, is getting the Eagles because they seem like a better team than their record. But what's your sense? Can anybody win in New Orleans this year if the Saints are playing well? Yeah, well, no, not if the Saints are doing what we saw them do against the Rams. I mean, I unless the Rams' defense is worse or way worse than we all thought it was with all those high draft picks and stats that they added, uh, you know, when you put up 35 points in the first half two weeks in a row, which is what the Saints have done, uh, it, it's up to the other side to try to play keep up. And, and if you try to play keep up, and you're Philadelphia, then you abandon the run, then you become one-dimensional. Their best weapon is the tight end. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just wait and see how they do. But there's a lot of pressure on them. Under 500 and sitting here in a bad division talking about the Eagles and needing a win on the road to keep from going two under. I, it, it's a bad, you're right, schedule monster. And, and with an injury-depleted secondary, too, um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Philly's going to show up today. I really do, and uh, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I feel the same way. I I don't know how it's going to turn out. I kind of felt the same way about Dallas-Atlanta being a high-scoring game, and here we are staring at the box score, and it hasn't been. 
Do you feel that way about this one? I sort of do. I think this could be a shootout down there in New Orleans. Yeah, I think shootout. I think uh, I think Philadelphia is tired of of hearing that they're not any good, and they get Lane Johnson back, which is a big uh, return to their offensive line. They didn't have him against Dallas, and Dallas's defensive front's pretty good, and I think they proved that week in and week out. Offensively, there are a lot of question marks, but uh, you know they they lost a big one at home last week, divisional rival, and. And now they, they come on the road, and again, yeah, I, I think it's going to have to be a shootout if uh, Philly has any chance of winning this game, and I think they're capable. Why not? Joe Buck is with us, Eagles, and later on today. Um, also, uh, Joe, are you still with us? We had a big sound there. Uh, no, he's gone. Okay, something happened there. We'll try to get Joe. I think the uh, schedule monster got Joe as well. That's a shame. Because, listen, I mean, yeah. it's late in the season for broadcasters, too. I can... tell you what. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot going on. Um, New Orleans is not an easy place to play. No. And now you no. know why. It's called um, a super dome for a reason. It's Drew, super difficult to get uh, call reception. Is good. The phones are, are, are struggling. All right, we'll try to get Joe back. <laughs> Because uh, I uh, I had more questions about that game. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I, I was going to ask him next, and hopefully we'll get him back. I really wonder what the Eagles are saying about Carson Wentz. No one's talking about it anymore because he looks fine right. and he right. looks healthy. But to a point you made repeatedly last year, he's not playing the same way he did last year. No, they're both good. I'm not saying he doesn't look right or anything like that. Okay, let's get Joe Buck back and we'll ask him. Joe, uh, we were talking here uh, just a moment ago about Carson Wentz, and I wonder, being around the Eagles this week, what they're saying about him. He looks great. His, his stats are there, whatever. He's playing good football. But in the wake of that injury last year, he also does look like a guy who adjusted his style of play. And I wonder if that's he's still working his way back on some level from injury or is this a new normal for Carson Wentz? Well, I mean, I think you can look at the numbers and, and make the case that he's having a better year, which is saying a lot because when he went down in week 14, he had 33 touchdowns and was leading the NFL uh, when he got hurt and tore his ACL in LA. So, uh, you know, when you look at it statistically, yeah, it might not be as dynamic with all those RPOs that everybody was talking about and became vogue in the NFL last year. They're not doing all that, but I think they're just changing it up. I think it's more the play call and maybe trying to protect him a little bit from getting hit uh, as much as you're going to get hit when you do call those. But I, I don't. it's not Wentz to me. It's not Carson Wentz. I, I think the offensive line hasn't been as good. You know, the ground game, they lost to Jai in week five. Uh, there, there are a lot of reasons. And the left tackle, I mean – Jason Peters is going to be getting a lot of consideration for the Hall of Fame, but between he and Sproles, those are a couple of positions and a couple of spots that got old. And, uh, you know, the, I, I think Peters has taken a step back, and Sproles has played one game, and uh, they were counting on him a lot this year, and that gamble didn't pay off. Yeah, they, they've been injured offensively. Jay Ajayi, another name to throw into that, and the running game really hasn't seemed to be the same since. Another interesting note, they've only scored 21 first-quarter points. The Eagles were an astoundingly su- successful offense early in the season with Wentz, and here we go again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 
Yeah, let's maybe move on from that one. Because that, that's, uh, yeah, there, there's something going on with Joe's phone. Uh, Lee, pass along that we we, we absolutely thank Joe Buck for uh, for coming on a little bit. I, You know, the whole thing about Wentz that we're sitting there talking about, by no means am I saying that that's, you know, something poor happening with Carson Wentz and that's why they're four and five. He looks fantastic. He just plays it, the play calling, the decision making, a little bit different than he did last year. And I'm curious to see if this is just who Carson's going to be now going forward. It's potential. But also, again, injuries like he mentioned, they add up. They add up for any team, any quarterback. I, I mean, there's only so much you can do, right? So if you have an underperforming offensive line, whether it be because of age or injury, that's a problem. When you have your leading rusher off the roster due to injury, that's a problem. And no shade against Clement or Smallwood out of that backfield, but it really isn't the same. And so the load really goes on this dual threat quarterback trying to find his tight end, maybe their last remaining significant weapon on their offense and getting it done. They're cobbling together wins. They've been anemic though offensively. And I think the injuries really have caught up to them on that side of the ball in a big way. And he just mentioned, yeah, they're, they're down on the defensive secondary as well. So this could be one of two ways. This could be one of those breakout games where you say, Oh, the Eagles figured it out. Yep. They're putting it together on the road. Or it could be a boat race by the Saints, which we've seen them do a couple of times. Long field goal for the Baltimore Ravens at the first half. Buzzer is good by Tucker. 13-7. Baltimore leads Cincinnati at the break. The Steelers are trying to get something done before the end of halftime. Down 9 nothing. Final play of the first half here. Maybe it's thrown deep, out of bounds. Actually still three ticks left. And it's fourth and three. They are not in field goal range. So very likely they take this last play and just throw one up deep. The Jags, one play away from pitching a first-half shutout against the Steelers. Just like they drew it up, right? Two picks, uh, a lot of pressure on Ben. No, that's that's what you need to do if you're going to win against Pittsburgh late in the season. There is a certain schematic that you got to draw up against certain teams. If you're going to beat Pittsburgh, you got to run the ball well, you got to pressure Ben. If you're going to beat the Patriots, you have to pressure Tom Brady and you have to run the ball well. It is a formula that has worked. It's not easy to do because typically they have some of the best offensive lines in football, and you got to scheme them appropriately, and you got to play good defensive secondary coverage. But if you can do all those things, you can get them to cough up a few, throw it to the defense, and you have a chance to do what the Jags have done in this game. All right, a lot has happened with Alex Smith since we last brought him up about 10 minutes ago. We'll get to that coming up in just a second. But let's get a full scoreboard update first with Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And, yes, we're one play away from halftime in every game here in the NFL. Baltimore has added a pair of Justin Tucker field goals. They now lead Cincinnati 13-7. Indianapolis taking advantage of some issues with the Tennessee defense. The Colts all over the Titans, 24-3. You mentioned Alex Smith. Well, Smith looking, firing to the end zone, and it's intercepted. Brought out by Reed, and he takes it right side across the 40, the 50, the 40 of Washington. No one's going to get him. A pick six, coast to coast. That's KILT 610 and the Texans radio network with the call as Houston has a 17-7 halftime lead. They're at the break in Jacksonville. The Jags with a 9-0 lead over Pittsburgh. Just getting started actually in the third quarter in Atlanta with a 6-3 lead over Dallas. At the break, Detroit leading Carolina 10-7 and the Giants maintain a 14-7 lead 
over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Mike McIntyre has been fired as the head coach at Colorado after six seasons. Les Miles has been hired as the new head coach at Kansas. He agrees to a five-year deal and will be introduced in about three and a half hours. All right, there you go. All right, we're live. The Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our first trip into the fantasy ticker is about 13, 14 minutes away. So if you want to get fully up to date on what's going on with your fantasy team and players, be with us here coming up in just over 10 minutes. They've started the second half in Atlanta. Cowboys with the ball first. Amari Cooper finally getting on the board with a catch. Cowboys trail that game 6-3, to three, but have the ball first here in the second half. A lot of the rest of the games either heading to halftime very shortly or already at halftime. We mentioned the long field goals from Justin Tucker. They now lead the Bengals 13-7. to seven. Tampa Bay with the ball coming down the stretch here uh, before half, and they will not get anything done. So that one's going to head off to halftime. The Giants with the 14-7 to seven lead there. And they've reached the break in Detroit. Mentioned that opening drive touchdown for Cam Newton and the Panthers, and Matt Patricia's defense has stoned them since, and they lead this one ten to seven. Yeah, I'm impressed because that shows a lot of grit. And who knows? I I mean, I was sort of teasing the fact that he had the team practicing in the snow and the weather in Detroit, even though they're an indoor football team. They're playing their next four games at home, but maybe some of that residual toughness from the hard nosed practice in the weather that uh, they, they had a still. They showed a picture of Matt Patricia wearing, you know, his his, his sweatshirt and his shorts. What he always wears, I probably that big bushy beard, and he's watching the team in the distance bang against each other. They, look, that's football. That's that's the way we all know it. But this sport has evolved significantly, and so practicing in the elements, especially when you're a dome team playing four straight, well, not all that important. But who knows? I, I mean, these these coaches are searching for answers midseason when it isn't going their way, and they're three and six on the year. They're only two and two at home. You need to have a better percentage than that to have success in division. And so they may sneak away with one against the Panthers here. Cowboys are closing in on field goal range. They've got a second and ten in Atlanta territory, just outside the thirty-five. So we'll keep you up to date on that drive. Let's talk about Alex Smith. Uh, the Texans went up 10-0 in this game. And Alex Smith and the Redskins, as we have mentioned, there have been no lead changes in their games all year. If the other team scores first, period, the Redskins lose. They have not led in any of their losses. They have not trailed in any of their wins. It looked like this was the game that was going to break the mold. They were down 10 nothing. Then they got a touchdown from Adrian Peterson. We're on the move inside the 10-yard line to, at minimum, tie that game up. Jordan Reed uh, runs a route on third and goal from the nine. Reed sits in the zone instead of continuing the route. It turns into a pick six. Smith then gets intercepted again on the very next drive. Only a Kaimi Fairbairn missed field goal has kept this lead from growing even more. And Alex Smith and Jay Gruden sharing some terse words on the sideline after the second pick. So things were looking like a nice comeback have turned into now a very frustrating afternoon in Washington. Well, and you know, this is the thing about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, when they have the ball and it's an end-of-game situation, 
you're going to say, oh, man, they have a good chance to win this. Right. Well, it's just how it always is because whatever it is between the ears that makes those guys special in those situations, they just can cut off the noise. They can cut off the environment. They can operate as if it's just, I don't know, Wednesday afternoon practice. Hey, we're just playing pitch and catch out here, and some guys can't. And Alex Smith is one of those quarterbacks who time and time again has proved to us when he's in a game and he's trailing, he'll either make mistakes or he'll throw the check down instead of testing the coverage, or he'll be inaccurate downfield, and he's got a live arm, and he's a pretty good athlete. He's got the tools to make a great quarterback, but there's something missing in the recipe, and those two picks, I mean, it's a perfect example of why Kansas City said, you know what, we're going to draft a quarterback, we're going to have this pro, because that's what he is. Alex Smith is a pro. Nobody can argue that. Consummate pro, knows the game, studies the game, and was very good about you know, just uh, giving that information to to Mahomes as they brought him up, but yeah, he's moved on to to the Redskins and more of the same issues there. Let's look at Lamar Jackson. If they've reached the half at Baltimore, his first start today, got to give him credit. There's not going to be a lot in the passing stats, of course, but no turnovers today. Eight of eleven for seventy six yards. Um, Ten carries for sixty four yards. Forty six of those yards came on the opening drive when the Ravens got their only touchdown and did not throw the ball the whole drive. They just ran read option with Lamar Jackson all the way down the field, rushed it 10 times. Alex Collins goes into the end zone for a score. But, I, I you know, all in all, I think that they've got to be pretty pleased with what they're getting from a rookie in his first start. No turnovers, production in the rushing game, and a lead at halftime. Yeah, look, you know what it looks like to me? It looks like a halftime box score for Lamar Jackson at Louisville. It really does. I mean, if not, a couple more rushing yards oh, because – usually had about 40 points at halftime at Louisville. I mean, they usually – thrown for a touchdown and run for three more. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, the individual stats. But but what, what, compl- what complicates things for all these quarterbacks is the fact you're playing against professional defenses and these guys are getting paid now to make these tackles. So uh, the likes of the Bengals aren't going to allow you to do – those same things he was able to do at the college level, but they're running a college offense. They're running an offense curtailed to his specific athletic gifts, and I think that's what you need to do when you have a quarterback like that. That's why you saw success with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. He said, what does this guy do well? Well, he's incredible outside the pocket. Let's run a lot of boot. Well, he's incredible running the ball inside too. Let's run some RPO. Well, you got a Cam Newton. Well, you got a Deshaun Watson. You got to make the decision. Are we going to sacrifice some potential health issues to have a successful offense? And Baltimore is making that trade in and they're leading at halftime. All right. We have a Ryan Fitzpatrick update that we're going to pass along in just a moment, along with the fantasy ticker coming up next. You're going to want to hear this. Uh, It's Mark Willard and Rich Ornberger on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Rich, take your pick. You know, take your pick because that's what quarterbacks are doing right now. <laughs> They're handing out picks. Ryan Fitzmagic, pick six. Giants lead 21-7. Yay. Lamar Jackson rolling out, defense in his face. Ah, just throw it up. Pick off. Bengals now suddenly have the ball in Ravens territory, only down six. Momentum shifts. Joe Mixon takes a swing route. And into the red zone go the Bengals. Fantasy ticker in a second. Great news. Quick way you could save some money. 
Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. What did you see on the Lamar Jackson interception there? I just saw a lot of inexperience. I saw a guy who was running a play-action pass. It was uh, it was one of those RPOs. He was running the zone read. He had a defender in his face, and he should have avoided that defender and thrown the ball away. Instead, he threw it to two covered routes, and one of which was already entering into the scramble drill. I believe it was Hayden Hurst, their tight end, who was trying to go deep to make himself available downfield, and he split the receivers and found a defender and that's his first pick of the game. And it was it's close to a second because he made a similar play yep, in yep. the first half where it was almost disaster. And so they, they give back whatever opportunity they had with the ball in their hands to start the second half. Falcons get a field goal. They move in front 9-6. The Steelers and Jags are out for the second half, and the Steelers are hoping that they found the magic elixir in the locker room because they're down 9-0. Uh, however, they do have the ball first here in the second half, already facing a third down. Keep you up to date on all of that. But if you're listening to us, we know what really matters deep down for you. Let's do the fantasy ticker. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. Now we're going to start in Indianapolis where all guys wearing Colts uniforms are having fun today, especially this guy. Andrew Luck going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch. He's in the 10, 5, stumbles in the end zone. Touchdown, touchdown, T.Y. Hilton. That one from Colts Radio Network and made it a 17-0 lead. It's now 24-3. T.Y. Hilton already five catches. 108 yards and a score, and that's just in the first half. Hey, call Siegfried or, or Roy, one of them, because it's magic in Tampa. Under center, Fitzpatrick, play action fake, runs the ball, rolls to his right, still rolling, Fitzpatrick going to dive. He has a Tampa Bay Buccaneer touchdown. Touchdown Tampa Bay with great effort by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, or New York. Either way, I'm having a lot of fun with this Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. <laughs> Buccaneers Radio Network, and he's thrown uh, 14 of 21, 160. That sounds great, but no touchdowns, two picks. But he's ran one in just like you heard there uh, per the announcer guy. He's correct. That is a rushing touchdown. (laughs) Per the announcer guy. And, of course, in the same game but the other booth, the Giants announcers had this to say about their rookie running back. Second and goal at the six. Manning rolls right, throws right. Wide open, Barkley, touchdown. And the Giants on the opening drive of the game take the lead. Barkley with his third touchdown catch. And you can see why the Bucs have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. He was wide open. Giants radio network and Barkley off to a very nice first half in a game the Giants lead by two scores. He's got 65 on the ground and a score. Two catches for 10 yards and another score. And it's carrying, staying calm and carrying on in Detroit. First and goal for the Lions. Matthews got it. Toss sweep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. He's good. He's really good. And he's getting a lot of opportunities. Carry on, my wayward son. Should have known it was going to be a big week for him. Detroit in Thanksgiving always is. 
Plus, all of us are going to get on a flight tomorrow. Don't forget your carry-on bags. All right, let's go to Baltimore. The Ravens are facing the Bengals. I'm facing Joe Mixon today in fantasy, so this made me puke. First and goal from the one. They give it to Mixon, and he fights his way across the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals, as Joe Mixon (laughs) plowed over Jefferson and took it into the end zone for the score. Other than that touchdown, Mixon doesn't have a whole lot going on. Six carries, nine yards, and a tug. A couple of catches for 27 yards. The Bengals, by the way, have retaken the lead, though, 14-13 in Baltimore. Okay, we'll be here all day. Well, not really. We're, we're yeah, clocking most, out at two, day, yeah. but but AP, well, he's all day. First and goal at the three for the Redskins. Alex gives it to AP, bounces it out, and he's going to go in for a Redskins touchdown. Touchdown, Adrian Peterson. Touchdown, 104. Tying John Rickens. Sixth all-time, and the Redskins are on the board. Yeah, a lot of of people playing pretty good run defense today. So Adrian Peterson only has 27 yards in that touchdown on 10 carries, so he's averaging less than three yards a carry. But we know how fantasy works. You score points when they do, Redskins Radio Network. All right, on the other side of the stadium, the Texans Radio Network sounded like this when Deshaun Watson found his favorite target. First down at the Washington 16. Watson in the gun, gets the snap, throws left side of the end zone, caught Hopkins! Touchdown, Houston! Watson to DeAndre as the Texans get their first TD of the game. Texans Radio Network, Hopkins three catches, 39 yards, and a score. Texans lead that game 17-7 third quarter. G-O stands for go. It also stands for Greg Olson, and he went ahead and scored a touchdown. Newton saunters up, left foot just offset, back of his right foot. Bends low, back arched, has the snap. Fakes to McCaffrey, he's going to throw. End zone, wide open, Olson touchdown. <laughs> 6-0 Carolina. Okay. So his stat line is two targets, one catch, one yard, one touchdown. There you go. It's been a little bit of a slow day on the ticker. Thank you. Compliments <laughs> of the Panthers Radio Network. Yeah, we might need to adjust this segment as we get into the cold weather. Uh, what happened to these new quarterback rules where everybody just hucks it all over the yard? Not today. Uh, not today, at least not so far. Uh, it has, and it's been a little bit muted offensively today. It's getting cold, man. Everybody, look, everybody is yeah, starting come to... come on. Half the games we're watching are in domes right now. Rubbing their oh, arms with the Vaseline. <laughs> They're trying to keep the body temp. Dude, dude, uh, dude. Cowboys and Falcons are playing a field goal battle. They're in a Georgia oh, no, dome. No, 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 no. They got the Fine. AC turned way, way oh, down. Is that it? Way down in that game. It's about okay. 55. All right. <laughs> Detroit and Carolina playing at Ford Field. Ten seven. <laughs> my mom actually during the winter, like we we would wake up and could see our breath growing up in New York. Like I'd be like, "What is going on? We don't need the heat when we're sleeping. <laughs> we're all on the blankets." She's <laughs> like, "This is not. This is not right." But I'll tell you what, she raised an offensive lineman who didn't wear yeah, sleeves did. in the cold. There you so. go. Got drafted by the Patriots and just went <laughs> fine. God, I, I Penn State. We played yeah. a lot of cold weather games. New England. Who knew? She was preparing me. Uh, all right, so Ryan Fitzpatrick has now been intercepted three times in this game in New York. And, of course, when you're in Tampa and you throw three picks, you know what's going to happen. The other guy's going to warm up. So Jameis Winston right now loosening up on the sideline for Tampa. Keep this in mind, though. I know the Bucks don't want to do this. Winston is in the exact same position as Colin Kaepernick was with the 49ers two years ago. And people were like, why isn't Kaepernick playing over Blaine Galbraith? Well, it was simple. 
he had an injury guarantee in his contract. If he gets hurt, that guaranteed the following year in his deal. Same thing goes on for Winston right now. If I'm the Buccaneers, hold my breath because all this talk about are you going to have Winston back next year, go ahead, put him out on the field. If he gets hurt, the answer is yes. He's going to be back next year. Well, well, here's the deal. This is when it comes down to whose decision is it. And so if it's Cutter's decision and you're the head coach and you're worried about your job, you're going to play you the quarterback who's going to get you the win because everybody's evaluating in one column and that's W's and L's. And so unless somebody upstairs says, you're not putting James back in the game, I don't care where we're at in this season, where we're at in any game, uh, it's going to be a decision where they're going to try to fight for every single win they can because jobs count on it. All right, the Giants leading that game 21-7, to seven and a half to go in the third quarter, and they've got the ball again. Eli Manning's been very efficient, 12 of 13, for 141 yards and a score. Who knew when Tampa played the Giants that the quarterback moaning and groaning would be happening on the other sideline? Everybody's fine with what's going on with Eli today. All right, it's week 11 in the National Football League. We're going to go into the second half of these games coming up next. Literally in the span of five minutes, everything in the NFC East has changed. Dak Prescott goes in for a score. They now lead the Atlanta Falcons. Who knows? In another hour, they could be a 500 football team. And the team that's leading its division very much looks like it will be going with its backup quarterback for the rest of the year. You just walked into the room having visited the either the kitchen or the restroom and said, why, what happened? Based on our reaction, we said, Alex Smith's probably out for the year. You said, was it like Theismann? You opened up your computer, and Joe Theismann's already tweeting about this, saying Alex Smith's leg just did the exact same thing mine did 33 years ago. That was as ugly as it gets. If you're squeamish, don't go look at the replay. But Colt McCoy is the quarterback for the Washington Redskins for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that was uh, that's a terrible-looking injury. I got it pulled up on my computer right now. They, uh, it's amazing how fast they make these GIFs uh, because they got it on a roll replay. I'm going to scroll up because that is absolutely turning my stomach. Yeah, he's he's going to be dumb for the season. Sure. Uh, I mean, the, the leg was – the toes were pointing the opposite direction. Oh, and wow, talk about a complimentary situation. So you have, a, you have an injury situation offensively. Now you have to rely on defense and special teams to get it done for you. Well, that's exactly what happened. Redskins pick off Deshaun Watson at the line of scrimmage on a tip ball. In the red zone. So, by the way, the skin's still very much alive in the game. Down by 10, 5.33 to go third quarter. Redskins will take over on the Houston 13-yard line. And here comes Colt McCoy. I will say this. Obviously, we've seen him for a long time. Is he dynamic? Maybe not. But this is an experienced backup. This is a guy who's played NFL games. Everywhere. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he's out on the field right now, and it's not like there's a oh darn shucks look on his face. He's ready to go play some football. Yeah, Colt McCoy, I know him a little bit. Uh, me and him, we, we came out of college around the same time. I was 2009. He was 2010. And obviously, he had a tremendous career collegiately and and taken uh, in the third round. So Colt comes into the league and he'd been given some opportunities. Not many of them panned out because of various reasons. But who knows? I mean, this guy can play football. And as I say that. (laughs) There you go. He nails Jordan Reed in the corner of the end zone. 
touchdown on his second play since coming in, and the Redskins are right back in this game. You want to hear the the what the story was heading in this direction. One of the things that I took away from the time I got to chat with him is he's such a steady dude. He knows who he is. Uh, he was uh, a, a, a steady girlfriend come out of college. I mean, he just seemed to have it all sorted out. Yep. I remember I met him at a point in my life where I was still a wild man, and I'm like, <laughs> no, this kind of guy you want in your like your your groom's party. Like, you know, this is this is absolutely the kind of friend you want to have. He goes out there after Alex Smith goes down. And he finds a receiver in the corner of the end zone, and they're on the board here and making it a ball game, 17-14, still trailing to Houston at home in Washington. Yeah, but we got a whole new story going on here for sure, and that was a beautiful pass by Colt McCoy. And so there you go. It's Jordan Reed's first touchdown since week one. Uh, Maybe there'll be a connection there that'll get established. We'll see because we certainly now have the belief that Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback for a first-place club for the rest of the year. Now, this obviously, you hate talking about it in these terms. Your first thought is, my gosh, Alex Smith, his health, his life, his career. Um, But beyond that, you do suddenly ask yourself, does this open the division back up? Cowboys, Eagles, based on what they do yep. tonight. Yep. This is a six and three football team that's going to try to go seven and three. But if they don't, suddenly they're six and four, probably only have a one game lead in the division, and their quarterback's now gone. You may turn your head away when you see an injury or a big hit these days, but the violence and injury of football is inherent. People get hurt every single time they play this sport. And so immediately, the same way the coaching staff and the players have to turn the page and get themselves a a defensive turnover and get themselves a touchdown on the ensuing drive, you know, certain fans will too. And I don't blame anybody for looking at their opportunity if they root for the Cowboys or they root for the Philadelphia Eagles and say, whew, it was looking a little dicey there. And now there's a bit more comfort knowing that a backup quarterback has to lead the Redskins the rest of the way. But I'll say on that corner route to Jordan Reed, those are touch routes. Those are passes that when a quarterback walks into a game may overthrow, he put that right on him. Right in the bucket, touchdown. So it's 17-14 now uh, in that game. Can also pass along. The Buccaneers have made a switch to Jameis Winston. He did take the team down for the touchdown uh, to make it a 10-point game. And he did that by scrambling, fumbling into the end zone and allowing Mike Evans to recover it in the end zone. So the old Fumbalaya gets the uh, Buccaneers on the board 24-14 in New York. I'm pretty sure that counts as a passing touchdown, fantasy yeah. fantasy um, viewers. Pretty and sure listeners. that it doesn't, actually, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, by the way, we talked a lot about the Steelers, a team that is filled with players on fantasy teams getting goose-egged in the first half. Come out in the second half, drive all the way down the field into the red zone, and guess what? Jalen Ramsey picks Ben again. There's something about this Jaguar team. They have got Roethlisberger's number five picks last year in the regular season. So far today, Roethlisberger is 10 of 23 for 60 yards and three picks. Sometimes you just have a team's number and sometimes a team has a player's number. Luck has never lost to the Tennessee Titans. It doesn't look like today is going to be the no, first. No, it's definitely not. And Ben Roethlisberger, since this Doug Marone defensive presence, Tom Coughlin heading up the scouting department, uh, since this all has started, 
It's been an AFC battle every single time they faced each other, and it's one he's been on the losing end in embarrassing fashion a couple of times now, and today doesn't look like it's going to be any different. Leonard Fournette, uh, to the point you made in uh, last season, is running wild today. And now we're also going to have to see what Lamar Jackson can do when playing from behind. His interception turned into six points, then seven for the Bengals. They get it back and put another one in, this time Andy Dalton to John Ross, and so the Bengals have opened up a 21-13 lead in Baltimore, 5.41 to go, Lamar Jackson coming back out onto the field, down by eight, that might change the playbook a little bit. Yeah, you know, he's just he's just so green, he looks so young at the quarterback position in the league, there's so much improvisation that you can get away with when you're playing at the college level, especially in the conference he was playing, I'm not calling these guys you know, uh, uh, lesser competitors, but he was so transcendent, he could do whatever he wanted. And his team was very used to playing to his style. He's playing backyard football. When things break down, he's looking for guys who aren't looking for him. And he's making poor decisions with the football. And then another thing that I'm noticing is he doesn't protect it in the pocket. You can see on this last play, he was trying to make something happen. He's running around with the ball outstretched as he's being sacked in the backfield. He's going to give up another one in strip strip sack form. You watch. It's, yep. it's going to happen. Second and 17 now after that sack can also pass along. Calvin Ridley with a fumble. The Cowboys pick it up. A couple plays later, Zeke Elliott into the end zone. And so, again, what a 15 minutes it's been for the Cowboys when you think about they now have a double-digit lead, 19-9 to in Atlanta. Think about the fact they play again in four days. Who do they play? The Redskins. Right. And so now they're going against a backup quarterback on Thanksgiving. On the short Dallas, week. The Dallas Cowboys. If the Redskins don't rally against Houston, wrap your head around this. The Cowboys could be in first place in four days. It's unbelievable. Uh, that's a lot to be thankful for if you're Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett because I'll tell you, not two weeks ago, people were talking about Garrett's job. They were talking about benching Dak or potentially cutting him. And Jerry Jones got on the radio. He does his uh, radio hit every Monday, and he goes, Dak's young. Dak's our guy. Dak's we're going to extend Dak. And everybody went, okay, Jerry, are you watching the same film we are? But here you are. I, I mean, is it prophetic? No, it's 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 blind, dumb luck if it ends up working out that way. But first obstacle is Houston's got to be Colt McCoy, and we all know this. This is theater every week. When a backup quarterback comes into the game, yep. all bets are off. You never know if the defense is going to catch up with his style of play. No doubt about it. However, Houston has rallied from the touchdown from Jordan Reed, and they're heading the other direction and into scoring position uh, against Washington. So, again, up 17-14. to 14. Keep you up to date on that. The Jags get a nice pass from Bortles to Leonard Fournette that gets him inside the five. They lead 9 nothing, and now have a first and goal at the four. Fournette on the first play will dive down to the two. Second and goal coming up. We haven't mentioned the Colts and Titans in a while. There's a reason for it. It has been all Colts, 31-3. to three. They are pounding away at the Titans. However, end of the third quarter in New York, and this one's intriguing. Ryan Fitzpatrick's been benched for Jameis Winston. Giants lead 24-14 and have the ball first and 10 at the Tampa Bay 26. Looking for more. Dallas has taken a 19-9 lead in Atlanta. And the Panthers have still not been able to get anything going from the opening drive. Detroit leads 
Carolina 13-7 and has the ball as they start the fourth quarter there. There goes Leonard Fournette. He's into the end zone. Boom, it's about to be a 16-0 lead for the Jags over the Steelers. More on that in a second, but first, it's time for a Jeff Allen Sports Report. Thanks, guys. This is the world champion handicapper Jeff Allen from Las Vegas. Free selection L.A. Denver coming up in just a second. But right now, Jeff Allen Sports' toll-free message phone is on fire. 18-2 run, 90% winners. And today, Philadelphia, New Orleans is a lock. Game of the year plus Minnesota-Chicago. Three best bets, and you're going 5-0 and absolutely free on the message phone. Call 1-800-870-2283. It's a toll-free recorded message. New Orleans-Philadelphia. Game of the year, Minnesota-Chicago. Toll-free message. 1-800-870-2283. Let's take a look at this matchup. The Broncos are in L.A. Take on the Chargers. L.A. favored total 47. Chargers are 7-2 on the season. And Phillip Rivers continues to impress. 67% completions, 21 touchdowns, just four picks. Melvin Gordon, 5.4 yards per carry is solid. Denver coming off the bye week. Three and six, but have lost six of the last seven games. Case Keenum leads the Broncos. Must cut down on the interceptions. Philip Lindsay is a solid running back. The technicals here at Denver, just three and eleven against the spread last 14 road games. One and six against the spread last seven versus the AFC West. Chargers five and one against the number versus teams with a losing record. Four and one against the spread last five. Denver four and one under off the bye week. Six and two under the last eight. Chargers 7-1 under versus the West. I like a good defensive game here. Small play under the total. The big play, the big money. New Orleans, Philadelphia is a lock. Plus, I've got four best bets to go 5-0. 5-0 late action, free on a recorded message. Call 1-800-870-2283. Philly, New Orleans, Minnesota, Chicago. Arizona, Oakland, 5-0 free. 1-800-870-2283. Okay, Red Zone Radio, uh, the Steelers are on the board. Long pass. Ben Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown. And here comes the two-point conversion try. Roethlisberger out of the gun. He will throw up in the air. Almost caught by Vance McDonald. I don't know if he would have been in even if he had caught it, but he didn't. So it's 16-6. to Still a minute 17 to go, third quarter. Maybe that'll wake him up. Yeah, I'll tell you, this um, this front by Jacksonville is just doing it all. They're putting pressure on him, and when they're not, they're getting their hands up in passing lanes, and Big Ben was looking up somebody completely different. It wasn't Vance McDonald. It was somebody over the right side of the formation, but Darius Marcel got his hands up, knocked that thing straight into the air, and it was going to bounce at the, the goal line or the half-yard line, Vance McDonald had a shot at it, but he was tackled before he could come up with it. This this Jaguars, aside from falling down on the coverage against Antonio Brown and giving up a huge one here uh, uh, with the penalty included, the, you know, this really, the, this really has been a tremendous effort by the Jags. Yep, absolutely. But now Steelers on the board. See if that gets them going. As we've learned time and time again, the Steelers are never out of a game. It's not even the fourth quarter yet, so plenty of firepower to see if they can keep this going. Jags now lead 16-6. to The Ravens not only get a touchdown, but a two-point conversion, tie the game back up. This one came on the ground as well from Gus Edwards, who's got 13 carries, 96 yards, 
and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson has also gone over 100 yards rushing the ball today. 17 carries, 102 yards. That's almost as many passing yards as he has, where he is 11 of 17 for a buck 23 and an interception. Ravens and Bengals tied at 21. Carolina's got the ball at midfield, 12-17 to go. And now a first down into Detroit territory, trailing by 6, 13 to 7. Texans out of field goal. They lead 20 to 14. Redskins have the ball. Falcons get a field goal. It's now 19 to 12. So they're only down by a touchdown. 818 to go in the game. Dak and company have the ball. And it appears that the Giants are going to get another victory as they've added to their lead, courtesy of none other than Odell Beckham. Eli Manning has only targeted him three times today. Caught them all for 76 yards and a touchdown. And I got to give a tip of a cap to a Penn Stater, and that's Saquon Barkley. This guy over this season has really helped them keep this thing afloat. He's on pace for a 1,000-yard rushing season. He's on pace for something nearing 10 touchdowns, already five on the year. He's shown off his receiving skills. He, he's going to be a 1,000, 1,000 guy. He's, he may end up with 1,000 yards on the ground, 1,000 yards over the air, and he may have something nearing 15 touchdowns, insanely productive. I know a lot of people condemn that pick because they said, boy, they should get a quarterback. Right. Eli's been looking old, but this is a, a, a transcendent player. He really has the skills to be a great one. If he stays healthy, and that look, that's an if for every player, this is a dangerous game. But if he does, he's going to be a great for a long time to come. There's no question that he does have an opportunity to be a 1,000-1,000 guy coming into today. And we're a little bit past the halfway point of the season, but 586 yards on the ground, 530 yards through the air, and a bucket of touchdowns on each side. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I think everybody, you know, there, there's a very fair conversation to have about what the Giants should have done at two. And if they're not happy with Eli Manning going forward, and there is no other great quarterback option out there, I think we could still have the conversation about should they have taken a quarterback. But being that they didn't, it's not like they're ever going to regret Saquon Barkley. No. Like, oh, hell, we ended up with this guy. Right. Like, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. So if you're going to not take a QB, and maybe you'll regret that. I mean, at least you, you you did walk away with a hell of a weapon. And he reminds me so much of a guy who's gotten a ton of publicity off the field this season, and that's Le'Veon Bell. I, I mean, he's a better athlete, quite frankly, than Le'Veon Bell, and he's less of a, a problem in the locker room as far as uh, his request so far on the team <laughs> and distracting from success. But, you know, this is this is the thing about Saquon Barkley. He is a patient runner. He actually is patient sometimes to a fault because he'll take those losses of yardage. He'll take those tackles at the line of scrimmage looking for more. But when this guy finds a seam, like no other player in the NFL current day, he can he can get it to the outside and he can get you those big chunk plays. And then with those soft hands against coverage and he knows his way around because he played in that spread at Penn State, boy, he's a weapon. Let me tell you something as we move to another team in that division. Um Colt McCoy looks really good. Yes, he does. He, Colt McCoy looks really good. And uh, I tell you what, pained Jordan Reed fantasy owners, and I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> Reed now has six catches for 67 yards and a score. It's been a year-long thing. Alex Smith came in and everyone went, well, this guy's always done well with tight ends, right? Vernon Davis in San Francisco, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. But there was a dynamic aspect 
that was missing because Alex struggles to get the ball kind of downfield. And we saw it even earlier today with the pick six that Alex Smith threw. He and Jordan Reed, I don't know if they have chemistry. A lot of times, Alex thought Jordan would be there. Jordan thought Alex would think he would be here. I've seen that a few times. McCoy's walked in, and boom. I mean, there's just instant offense. And while they're still down six, 20 to 14, it's got the ball into scoring range again here in Houston territory. Yeah, I'm really enjoying watching this drive. And again, when you bring in a backup quarterback, we've seen this many times over. Uh, all of a sudden, the defense has to adjust to a different style of play. The release point of the arm, how soon the ball gets in the air, his ability to scramble in the pocket, everything's different when you have a different quarterback. Now, him and, and Alex pull the comps. They're more similar than some other, you know, starting quarterback backup tandems. But still, this gives you new life, and he's had success. And, and early on his first drive, he rushed it himself for a couple yards and threw to your guy Jordan Reed for a corner route touchdown. And there's been more of the same progress since. And now with a a, a penalty on the defense, I think they encroached yep. in the neutral zone. Yeah. So they're going to move it forward, and it's going to be second and five inside the 25 yard line of the Texans. Uh, as we're watching this game, they're showing a picture of Joe Theismann, who's in the building, uh, clearly tweeting on his phone from the box upstairs. Yep. When Alex Smith went down, he said, this is the exact injury I had, and we've since found out. That was 33 years ago today. Unreal. On the exact same date, the, the, uh, the Joe Theismann and Alex Smith injuries take place. And if you are just joining us, Alex Smith suffering a gruesome leg injury uh, to the point where when you see it, it's one of those where you're immediately sure he's going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah, no, the, the, when the toes are pointing a direction that isn't straightforward, right. uh, that's how you know you got something serious going on with the leg. And and so Alex Smith will miss this. Yeah, they air-casted him. He had his, his head in his hands as they were carting him off the field. He knows it's over for this year. And uh, an aging quarterback, you know, this guy in his 30s, right. he's seen a lot of football. He's got more... Uh, yesterday's than he does tomorrow's. And Colt McCoy, honestly, he's <laughs> entered this game and, and he's marched them right yeah. back down the field. You forget how well Colt McCoy can run. Yep. If you remember his college days, then you remember he can really move. And so he ran and scrambled right there for a first down. First and goal for Washington at the seven. And there goes Adrian Peterson, the exact same way he did earlier in the game. Bounce it out to the left side, second touchdown of the game, and they're an extra point away from taking the lead. Yeah, what happens when you you become more balanced and you're throwing it and you're running it and and you're getting the defense on their heels, especially leaving them on the field for for longer than they want to be out there, you start getting a little sloppy on your assignments. So what you saw here was Adrian Peterson. I mean, this was just, this was just his own play. He bounced it to the left, and the contained players. Boy, it was a foot race just to the corner, and they had leverage and could not get there on time. So that's a Washington Redskins touchdown, and they'll take the lead after the ensuing uh, point after touchdown. Well, don't assume that because oh, yeah, Car Carolina was just in the exact same situation with Curtis Samuel scoring a touchdown in Detroit. They missed the extra point, so that game is tied 13-all. However, uh, Washington does execute on the extra point, take the 21-20 lead, 11.57 to go, AP all day, only has 40 yards on the ground, but has twice ended up in the end zone for Washington, who now leads, and wouldn't you know it, like it's been all year, 
I mean, if they can hang on here, the Redskins, now with a backup QB, will go to 7-3. and three. They just find ways to grind it out. But a long way to go in that game and a close game for sure. The Steelers trying to rally themselves. We'll check in on that in just a second. Let's get Ralph Irvin in here. Full scoreboard update from Ralph. Ralph, what do we got going on? Well, thank you very much. And a stat that you guys had brought up already a couple of times. Yes, that's the first time that they've had a lead change in this game, the Washington, or this season. Yep. The Redskins in that, uh, taking the lead. So, other thing to note in that game, it's homecoming game at FedEx Field. So, that means that that's why there's a lot of legends there. It's something that they had scheduled to honor past greats. So, that's why they're wearing special uniforms as well. And the Redskins leading Houston 21-20. 12 minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, it's all tied up in Baltimore. The Bengals and Ravens at 21. 13 minutes to play in that game. Indianapolis all over Tennessee. 38-3. And speaking of all over. Manning back. He looks right. He throws to the right corner of the end zone. And it's caught for the touchdown by Odell. In the back right corner of the end zone with a defender all over him. WFAN and the Giants radio network with the call as New York leads Tampa Bay 31-21. You mentioned Carolina scoring a touchdown on a Cam Newton throw. They missed the Graham Gano extra point. It's 13-all, 7.5 to play in Detroit. The Dallas Cowboys holding on to a 19-12 lead in the fourth quarter as they play in Atlanta. And Jacksonville leading 16-6 over Pittsburgh, 12-40 to play in North Florida. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Colorado Fires head coach Mike McIntyre after six years, and the University of Kansas has hired Les Miles to head the Jayhawks football team. Back to you. Okay, good stuff, Ralph. Who's this Gus Edwards guy? I'm looking him up right now. What the heck is this dude? Well, he's, it looked like he was shot out of you a know, cannon on that last run. I tell you what, this is why you have to just, at the end of every fantasy football season, just gather a sheepish grin and deal with whatever happened. Because it is week 11 in the National Football League, and we're being introduced for the first time to running backs who are going for 100 yards in games. People are going to be losing their minds to try to get this guy this week. I don't even know who this is. Who's Gus Edwards? All right, Staten Island product went to Rutgers, and this is his first year in the NFL. He was signed by the Ravens undrafted. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you. No, it, uh, it, how it many says, times has he touched the ball so far this year? Now, he spent most of his career at Miami. Okay. Now, I'm starting to remember this guy. Yeah, there was something I'm, something I'm, happened. I'm, and he, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at his season before today. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Go on. Only appeared in four games <laughs> and a total of 15 carries for 64 yards. 10 of those 15 carries came in one game back in October at Tennessee. Okay. So 15 carries total in four games. Today, today, he has, he's got, let's see, I think. 16 carries now for over 100 yards and a score. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at his college statistics. He didn't get a lot of run while he was at Miami, and he was for four years. He transferred to Rutgers as a graduate uh, transfer. So he finished his eligibility, he graduated from Miami, and then he moved on to Rutgers for his final year because 
I assume he redshirted that junior year. He didn't record any stats, but he was uh, over five yards per carry his first two seasons at Miami. He was just under at 4.9 yards per carry. Rutgers 4.3, and he's doing much of the same with Baltimore. Unbelievable. I, I mean, maybe this yeah. is one of those diamonds in the rough, like uh, uh, a Kareem Hunt who comes out you know, in in the in the third round, and everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" And we're playing catch up, and it's happening here, like you said, week eleven of the NFL season. Baltimore right now tied twenty one all, but they have moved inside the Bengals ten yard line. A first and goal coming up, and the Ravens today have two two one hundred yard rushers: Gus Edwards, seventeen carries, one hundred fifteen yards, and a score, and Lamar Jackson, eighteen carries and 106 yards for the rookie. This guy makes me so nervous with the ball <laughs> in the backfield. Like there was a low snap and you know, he's able to scramble and pick it up. He's so twitchy, got it and he dove forward. It's just I'm I'm almost concerned to the point where I'm waiting to see someone come and smack the ball and take his arm off with the football. It's just, he's just he's just he's just a wild man in the pocket, but it's working today. He's got this game knotted up. Uh, and and early on, it looked like some of the mistakes would overcome success, but they go empty set here, and again, they elect to go with the QB draw, and he gets them down within the five-yard line. Ravens knocking on the door, third and goal. Third and goal, but again, even a field goal gives them the lead. However, over nine minutes left to go in the game. Also, Alfred Blue with a nice run for the Texans, moving into Washington territory. Remember, Washington takes the lead, first lead change in a game all year. But they only lead by one, 9.30 to go, and the Texans now have a first and 10 at the Washington 37-yard line. Back to Baltimore to take a look at this third and goal play from inside the five. As you'd expect, quarterback draw, but the Bengals were ready for it. Jackson goes down at the five-yard line, and we're going to get a Justin Tucker field goal try. Geno Atkins saved the day. Yes, he did. So when you go empty set, typically what happens is the defense has a conundrum. You're playing against a mobile quarterback. You either play coverage or you put a spy in the box and you sacrifice coverage. They played coverage. They did last play it when they went empty, and Lamar Jackson brought it down to the four-yard line. They try again. Geno Atkins defeats the left guard's block and dies for the shoestring tackle. He may be the reason why they keep four points off the ball off the board in this ball game. Field goal is up and good. It was a chippy for Tucker. The Ravens into the lead. Also, Lions right back into the lead. They answer the Panther touchdown with one of their own. 19-13 is the score. They are awaiting the extra point. It comes from Kenny Galladay, who's having a predictable big day. They've traded Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones is uh, is injured. And so now, uh, Galladay having a big day, although are they reviewing this? Galladay's got the ball. It's over the plane. Did he come down with it? I don't see what we're reviewing. Does the ball bounce around a little bit there? They're reviewing it. Did you see anything there that didn't look like a touchdown? His back turned away from the camera. So, I mean, if he was bobbling possession as he turned and went to the turf, then then perhaps. But it looked like a catch, and, and that's where the NFL has been erring on the side of these being catches sure, now sure. as opposed to years past with Des Bryant, with uh, Calvin Johnson, speaking of Detroit. All scoring plays reviewed, by the way, and so they will take a little bit of a longer look at this one. If it stands, Galladay 
eight catches, 113 yards, and a score. Matt Ryan just hit Julio Jones, who here in the second half of the season has suddenly discovered the art of the touchdown. Yes. And this has been amazing for a lot of people. And so (laughs) Julio Jones is in, and the extra point is good, and the Falcons and the Cowboys are tied. And just as we were sitting there going, hey, the Cowboys are up by 10, and the Redskins lost their QB, and they play each other on Thursday, the Cowboys are going to be in first place. Well, here comes Colt McCoy to go, oh, by the way, I can play football too. The Cowboy 10-point lead dissipates. You know what else the Cowboys could be in four days? Three games out. Oh, yeah. That's possible, too. Yeah, very easily. <laughs> I, I mean, depending on if the Magic persists with Colt McCoy, they're leading by one now. Fourth quarter, 8.31 left on the clock, 21-20 against Houston. And as you mentioned, Dallas Cowboys, it's starting to get become a pile-on. And Julio Jones... Yeah, you know, to that point about the touchdowns, he was still having big days. Yes, His he was. stat lines were looking very similar to every year you've known him. It's just odd they have other options. Ridley in the end zone, you know, they like to throw to their backs and their tight ends, so they didn't find him. But they broke the seal, so Eleven's going to get a lot of action here, week eleven forward. Yeah, he's rocking and rolling. So we got a tie game, minute fifty-two left to go. Here comes Dak with the ball uh, in deep in his own territory first. And on the first play, an incomplete pass down the left sideline, second and 10 coming up. So this promises to be a wonderful stretch drive here on the early session. The Ravens are only up by three. The Cowboys and Falcons are tied. The Lions might only be up by six or seven based on this review. And the Steelers down by 10, trying to make a rally in Jacksonville. The Skins lead the Texans by just one. By the way, that touchdown confirmed in Detroit. So here comes the extra point try. A lot of close games with a lot on the line. Stick with us, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, the Colts are going to beat the Titans. Other than that, we've decided nothing so far here oh, today. Oh, no, 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 no. We have decided nothing so far. It's Red Zone Radio. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right. Let's figure this all out. We're going to have to be rapid fire here and just be ready for both Rich and I to, uh, shall we say, multitask. Yes. We are going to be bouncing all over the place because we have a massive number of close games, count them up six right now, that have not been decided, and here we are in the final five minutes of play. Let's start with the Cowboys, third and six at the Falcon twenty-six. 24 seconds to go, tie game, in field goal range. They will hand off to Zeke. He'll get two yards, and here comes with the Falcons with no timeouts. They'll run that down to about three seconds and bring on the kicker to try to win the game for Dallas. Huge game for them to try to get back to 500. Yeah, he missed his first field goal of the season, Maher, their kicker, and then I think he went on a streak of six, and he's been about three of five over the past five, so – you saw pictures of him practicing on the sidelines, and he did not look comfortable. A lot of stress in this situation, tie ball game. Fourth down, kicking situation, Cincinnati up. On its way and wide right. On its way and wide right. Still four minutes to go there, but the Ravens continue to lead 24-21. Your guy Saquon Barkley just went in for his third touchdown of the game. The Giants back up by 10, 38-28. Also, Redskins drive stalls after a Kaimi Fairbairn field goal that gave the Texans the lead again. 4.38 to go. 
Texans up two. Texans have the ball back. But first things first, 42-yard attempt for the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Atlanta Falcons on the road. Big game. Ball is centered between the hashes. Snap good, hold good, kick on the way. And he doinked it off the bar and in. It glanced off the bar and went through, and the Cowboys have defeated the Falcons 22-19. And here's the crazy thing about the Dallas Cowboys. Coming into this season, they were one of my picks uh, to, to make waves and potentially be in the Super Bowl conversation. That had water poured all over it to start this season. And we got a big play out of Christian McCaffrey yeah. in Detroit. So let's go to that one where the Lions lead 20-13. to 13. The Panthers have the ball, two and a half to go. And this was a coverage mistake. Look at McCaffrey. Oh, a defender falls down by himself. Cam's able to find him. He only had one defender between him and the goal line. That oh, defender man. was able to make the tackle. But the Panthers all the way down with a first down to the Detroit 41-yard line. Here's Cam back again. He'll throw incomplete, was looking for McCaffrey again. 2.07 to go, but deep breath. A lot of timeouts still available there and the two-minute warning, so plenty of time for the Panthers. They trail by seven, but big game for them, too. Remember the last time we saw them, they were getting crushed in Pittsburgh. They were. They were, and, and you know, I don't think Carolina, a road team on Thursday night, should be judged by that loss because it is impossible to prepare on a short week against a good football team, which the Steelers are, regardless of what you think of their effort against Jacksonville. That's a good team. And I love what Carolina is doing with Christian McCaffrey. They had him slotted out on that big gainer by him. They were going against zone defense, and he was covered up against a corner who fell down on the route because he has wheels, man. He burned him down the sideline, and so safety help was late. They're able to convert there. And the Carolina Panthers, to my eyes, are one of the – most improved teams yep. in the NFL, and it hinges around North Turner's understanding of the weapons he has. He's using Cam as a runner and a passer both. He's using Christian McCaffrey in creative spaces. I really love the Carolina Panthers' offense this season. Two-minute warning there, and they just got a first-down throw to Curtis Samuel. So the Panthers now inside the Lions' 30-yard line with the ball down by seven points. Let's also take a look at the Steelers for a second. Only 4.24 left to go, and they still need two scores. But they've got the ball in their own territory. Jags lead this one 16-6. Steelers are going to be the benefactors of a face mask call that they just got, so they're going to move down the field a little bit and maybe set that offense up. You never give up on the Steelers and that offense at all. And in Baltimore, Ravens have the ball and a three-point lead just under four minutes to go. We'll see how Lamar Jackson can manage this situation. I really like Lamar Jackson, what he's brought to this team. He's playing uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and energy. He's elusive in the pocket. He finds edges, and he has the speed to convert those into long yardage plays. The thing I dislike about his game is he is reckless with his body. This is going to be impossible for a guy to stay healthy for very long the way he's throwing this frame around the yard. He's about 220. He, he's built like a stick figure. I mean, ha- hang your suit on him before you go to bed. I mean, honestly, I. but he, is, he has been under attack by a hard-hitting AFC North Cincinnati Bengals defense all day, and he keeps coming for more. But it's a long NFL season. If he plays a significant amount of time, they better start practicing on those second-base slides. Back to Jacksonville where Ben Roethlisberger has just nailed Juju Smith-Schuster down the left sideline 
And that's going to get him inside the Jacksonville, call it about the 30-yard line or so. Uh, let's take a look at where this was. This was the second and one, the Jacksonville 48. They hit Schuster down to about the 27. So down by 10, but still a lot of time left, and the Steelers moving into scoring range. A big first down on third and seven for the Texans. Still 340 to go in that game. Houston up two, 23-21. But now the Redskins are going to be forced to use their timeouts on defense. They've got two left. The two-minute warning still ahead. Need to get the ball back into Colt McCoy's hands. Yeah, and, and Colt McCoy, I remember different times, the comeback kid, right? He he looked good at Texas in situations where they needed to have it. Now, we're a long cry away from 2010, which was his last season right. down there with the, with the, with the, the Longhorns. But this, this situation, I mean, doesn't it feel like it's set up to see something magical happen? And as I say that, first and 10 run, Redskins hit him. At the line of scrimmage, so Lamar Miller catches a half yard maybe, sets him up for second and nine. Second and nine there. Meantime, Cam Newton throws one away on first down in Detroit. Could call that a grounding. We'll see if they do. Uh, It doesn't look like there's a flag on the field at this point, so if no flag, then simply second and ten. As usual, when we're in the fourth quarter, a Buccaneers game means about a touchdown a minute. We've got another one for Tampa yet again, 38-34, extra point on the way, 2.22 to go. The Giants still lead, but it's now 38-35. They're going to need to try to run the clock out there. Carolina Panthers over the middle, completed pass, down inside the 10 to the 8-yard line. That one went to right, so it's first and goal there, minute 43 and counting, 20-13, 20-13, to 13, the Lions hold the lead. James Conner with a third down carry will move the sticks first down so the Steelers get a little bit closer down into the scoring zone in Jacksonville. Steelers have all their timeouts, 2.46 to go, first and goal at the nine-yard line there. The Ravens, interestingly, lining up to go for it on fourth and one. And I don't know if they got it, and a flag is down. A lot to sort out there in a three-point game. So a ton going on. Don't go anywhere. Back with more. Oh, week 11 in the National Football League has been entertaining to say the least, and we're not done yet. We do have one final score. The Colts brushed off the Titans 38-10. to Outside of that, here we go with some very entertaining finishes. Let's start right now in Jacksonville. Where the Jags lead by three. Minute 55 to go. They get the ball in their own 30 for a third and five. They'll hand the ball off. The Steelers will stuff them right there. They've got timeouts. So Ben Roethlisberger is about to get the ball back. The Steelers have never looked good in this game, and there was never a moment where we thought they were out of it. I, I mean, I completely agree <laughs> with you. I, I, it's just there's certain guys where you you know if they're within, say, two scores, sometimes even three, depending on how much time's left on the clock, you don't count them out, and Big Ben's one of them. I remember when they played the Chiefs. They looked abysmal for a half earlier this season, and the Steelers brought it all the way back to within a score against one of the most high-powered offenses they can match wits. It doesn't matter if it's a pitcher's duel like today against Jacksonville or if it's just an absolute slugfest shootout like it was against the Chiefs earlier this season. And we got a kick yep. in this Washington-Houston game, and it is no good. Not even close, and there was a little bit of a bad snap there. It was high. The holder had to come up out of his stance, 
By the time he got it down, Kaimi Fairbairn did not have much chance on a 45-yarder, significant on a couple of fronts. A, it leaves Washington only down by two, and B, it gives Washington phenomenal field position as they're going to be out just shy of midfield. Still uh, not a lot of time, but plenty of time. Almost a minute left to go in this game for Colt McCoy, as if you're just joining us, Alex Smith is going to miss the rest of the year. Had a horrific ankle injury earlier. Yeah, and the C on that list you were given, A, B, now C, is Fairbairn misses, and that has huge fantasy implications <laughs> as he's my leading scorer right. on my team. That's right. Sorry so, about that. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It's well, not it's going so kind great. Kind of fun for me because I had him and dropped him two weeks ago and you picked him <laughs> up, so it's a little bit extra sweet. But anyway, Colt McCoy's on the field. 33 seconds to go. They're up at their own 45 only a field goal try is necessary. However, they have no timeouts. Got to move quickly. Got to be careful about the middle of the field. We can tell you a couple other finals. The Giants just intercepted Jameis Winston. They're going to survive today 38-35 over the Bucks. And the Lions upset the Panthers 20-19. The Panthers had had kicking woes during the game. So when they scored what would be the tying touchdown, Ron Rivera opted to go for two right. instead of trying to kick. And Cam Newton overthrew an open receiver, and the Lions win by one. And I'll tell you, all season long, and this has been the truth, it has been a lot more fun to watch the NFL with the kicking situation as being as poor as it has been because it's forcing coaches in situations they wouldn't normally to go for it on fourth down and situations like we saw end of Carolina, Detroit, for a, a, a decision by by the coaching staff to go for two. I I really like it. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it, you it, can't it, script it. You no. don't know when kickers are going to miss kicks, but they're doing it in mass, yeah, I think that, and the, it's more exciting. There's more going forward on fourth down now. There's all yep. of these things. Absolutely, I agree with you. Okay, couple other games. Baltimore leads Cincy 24-21. Cincy has the ball facing a fourth and three, minute 46 to go. They're not quite in field goal range yet. They're going to go for it. Keep you up to date on that. Washington, Colt McCoy throws incomplete. 16 seconds to go. They're going to need another 5 or 10 yards for a field goal for sure. The Steelers have already moved into field goal range. 59 seconds to go. Second and 10. They're at the Jags 27. That on a Ben Roethlisberger to Juju Smith-Schuster pass that got them in position. They trail by just three. Andy Dalton is going to throw incomplete. Ravens are going to win that game since he's got no timeouts left. Meantime, James Conner. Just had the game-winning oh. touchdown in his hands, and he dropped it. And wow. he dropped it. Colt McCoy throwing deep down into the Houston secondary. That is incomplete. Still eight seconds left to go. Third and ten coming up. They're not quite in field goal range. Oh, James Conner. No, he, oh, I mean, James Conner. We all did it. Everybody put their hands on their head. The fans in the stands, they showed a shot of a Steelers fan. Wow. Hands on his head. James Conner, ball goes through his hands on the wheel route, far sideline. It was he a put, touchdown. He puts it, was, it, yeah, it, he, it was a clear w- touchdown. Walk in touchdown, lined up against a uh, d- uh, linebacker. He had clear. Oh, yeah, no, no problem. I mean, ben Roethlisberger is, is just going to nail Antonio Brown on the very next play. First and goal, 39 seconds in counting. But let's get back to Washington. Now they're going to call a timeout first. This is interesting now. Washington is at the 45 of Houston, yep. which means from right there, it would be about a 62-yard field goal. Obviously, that's beefy, but there's eight seconds to go. It's fourth and 10. 
you have no timeouts. They not only need to get a first down, but then out of bounds yes. in order to try to get a game-winning field goal off. And it's Romeo Cronell on the sideline. Houston Texans, obviously, they replaced Romeo Cronell with Rabel when he was there as defensive coordinator. Rabel's now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, so Cronell becomes the D.C., and he was <laughs> he was shouting all sorts of mess into his headset, and now the Redskins yep. come off. They're going to pull him off, and they're, they're going to go for that wow. field goal instead. I actually would support this. To me, uh, you know, gosh, football, sports is now so much about analytics. Yep. I got to feel like a 62-yarder, 63-yarder, they'll call it, is a higher percentage play than get 10 yards, get out of bounds, and then kick a long field goal. Don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. And it's boy. on its way. It's online, and it's short. <laughs> and it's short. I'll tell you and what. And the Houston Texans are going to win in Washington. He would have striped that thing if he had put about 15 yards more leg behind it. That landed on the S of Redskins. Yeah, Houston survives. All right, and now back to Jacksonville, where Ben Roethlisberger was just picked in the end zone, his fourth interception of the game they were already in well within range to at least tie the game. Yep. Had a first and goal down by three. Now there's 15 seconds left. However, there's a flag on the play. Officials are chatting it up and trying to figure it out. It does not seem like anyone on the field, though, thinks that this is going to stop this from being a Jacksonville turnover and victory. Yeah, we got to call a personal foul face mask on the defense. Wow. First down. Wow. First down. Oh the Steelers were consoling God. each other on the sideline. Oh, my God. But somehow this will give them a fresh set. Here's yeah, Roethlisberger. They had the ball at the three-yard line, and Roethlisberger threw into the end zone. Oh, and his receiver fell down, and it was picked, and they called yes. that the face mask was what made the receiver fall down. I mean, if you're wow. if you're watching this closely – their slot defender basically had a hold of Antonio Brown's face mask the entire route as he ran it. Unreal. All right, so it's first and goal. The Steelers are at the one-yard line. There's 15 seconds to go. They do have one timeout, so they could even consider running the ball. Sure. They're down by three. Roethlisberger out of the shotgun with James Conner to his left. Roethlisberger will drop back to pass, pump fake, now he's going to move right by time, throw the ball out of the back of the end zone incomplete. Eight seconds left. Another flag is down. Ben is pointing to Jacksonville, but quite frankly, if I'm the Jacksonville secondary, who cares? You're already at the one. What's half the distance to the goal? A few inches. <laughs> yeah, at this point. I would just keep doing that until you have to make him kick a field goal, wouldn't you? Well, the, the problem exists in the fact that now you get closer and closer to the goal line. Ben could just sneak it and, and do that, well, that jump, you're, you're throw, also, the, throw your hands over I the hear goal you. line. You're also getting closer and closer to zeros on the clock, and you trail. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> you just got to be careful be, here. Yeah, this. What, if you, what if you jump up and you don't get in? <laughs> so, you know, only eight seconds to go. First and goal. By the way, the Chargers and Broncos have kicked off. Broncos went three and out. Phillip Rivers and company about to come onto the field. We'll get you going on that. Plenty of time to deal with that in a few. But here we go back to Jacksonville. Ben's not going to sneak. He's out of the shotgun. Yep. Connor to his right. First and goal, half yard line. Eight seconds to go down by three. He'll roll to the right. He's going to try to run it in. I think he got in, and he did. <laughs> Touchdown, Ben Roethlisberger. And the Steelers 
The Steelers, who have looked terrible all day, have turned the ball over all day, now lead with three seconds to go. Listen, I hate to laugh, but, you know, Big Ben back in his day, pretty mobile guy, very elusive in the <laughs> pocket. He has always been good, evading the rush. He's, he's aged some, and they ran, they, they, they ran this, like, option-looking swing-out play where I think he had a look okay. downfield, but then he tucked it and ran it himself. Watch the knee, though. Watch the knee. No, he's in. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got in. it. Oh, it's close. That is a big, strong boy. Whatever <laughs> defender came up to tackle him, oh, man, he got a face full of Ben's knees. That was Miles Jack Miles who Jack, got a yeah. knee right to the face. That was a hysterical. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing uh, uh, game-winning touchdown I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and Miles Jack is wearing every bit of the hit he just took on the sideline. He hasn't even taken his helmet off. He's still trying to find the license plate. It's seven, Jack. It, it's seven is oh, what hit man. You. And Jalen Ramsey is over on the sideline, helmet off, kind of looking uh, like a guy that's, uh, who knows, maybe ready to leave the field even a little bit early. He picked off Ben twice today. This is an emotional day for the Jaguars. Kind of turned into a bit of a rivalry after the last 12 months, and they've had the game the whole day, and now it looks like they're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and again, we were talking about this earlier. When you have Ben Roethlisberger, when you have a, an offensive line who's, who's willing to fight tooth and nail all game long against a front that has played a marvelous game with Jacksonville Jaguars have, uh, you have a chance, and that's exactly what Pittsburgh afforded itself. A couple of mistakes by the Jaguars' defense in moments where you can't have them, and a big play by Antonio Brown, your star receiver to get you down the field to striking distance, and this could be ball game right here. Yeah, here's the call after the review. Indeed, it is a touchdown. The Steelers have this wow. one. 1916, wow. extra point on the way, three seconds to tick off, but the Steelers are going to somehow survive in Jacksonville today. Oh, my goodness, what a flurry that was. Beautiful pass on third down from Phillip Rivers getting hit as he threw. Keenan Allen makes the catch. Chargers have the ball now in Denver territory. And, oh, by the way, Oakland and Arizona have kicked off, and that's the last thing we'll say about that. <laughs> Red Zone Radio kicks off, or continues, I should say, next. Bye, Felicia. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. All righty, Red Zone Radio. Keenan Allen's having an active opening drive for the Chargers. He's already got three catches for 38 yards. But the Chargers have had a couple of penalties. They're going to back him up. Third and 21 now for the Chargers at the Broncos, 31. And if I've watched this team once, then I've watched them a thousand times. They're going to hand it off here and try to get a few more yards for the field goal. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. And I don't know if that was Eckler or Gordon. It looked like Eckler, I think. Yes, it was. And so inside the 30, they go. And this new kicker, Michael Badgley, will come out and try to give the Chargers a 3 nothing lead. Charger kicking game stories are always plentiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this guy, in a young career, has never missed a kick. You can do it! Uh, however, this would be the longest kick of his very young career. So let's <laughs> take a look. On a 46-yard attempt for the Chargers, Badgley is 
right down the middle. Go All Chargers. good. All Go. good. What I'll a, tell you what. What a thought. That was about three quarters of the way up the goalpost. Yeah. This kid's kind of got a leg, doesn't All he? All good. All good. Now, granted, so. they're at altitude. It's mile-high Denver. Uh, or excuse me, no. no. No, they're playing this. No, that's, that's, down, that's down the street. You know what's so bizarre about this is I'm I'm still having trouble registering that this is a home crowd because well, the Denver fans obviously have shown up at StubHub, the home of the now Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I think you get conditioned to the fact that the Chargers don't have a home. And oh, by yeah. the way... Uh, they have not played at StubHub Center in, I think, five weeks. Yeah, they had five the bye week, the London game. At a home game that was in London, yep. and then they've had three road games. Um, and by the way, they've done very well. They've won that all of them. Yeah. They've won all of them yeah, during yeah. that month and a half. So uh, they're doing very, very well. But back in the whatever confines of StubHub uh, today and again next week in a game against the hapless Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, Gave up an opening drive touchdown to the Raiders. That tells you how hapless the Cardinals are. Derek Carr went right down the field, cut him in half. Jared Cook touchdown. Raiders lead seven to nothing. Yeah, just carved them up. Yeah, th- this Cardinals season, it's a sad one. Uh, got a couple of buddies on that team. Some injured, some not, and it's really just been a, a, a rocky way they've gone. Rosen, look, he's young. He doesn't have a lot of help in front of him as far as the offensive line goes. So this is going to be a struggle the whole season. By the way, the Raiders did have a short field of sorts on that opening drive because of an early Josh Rosen interception. So uh, Doug Martin had uh, a couple of carries, got 10 yards, and then boom, Derek Carr to Jared Cook from 23 yards out, and that's all it took. Touchdown Raiders. So they're up 7 to nothing. However, the Cardinals on the move now the other direction in Raiders territory and just got a first down. Uh, moments ago so they're in scoring position inside the 30 trailing seven to nothing but have a first down all right we'll get you going on the afternoon games that have started a monster afternoon game that has yet to start coming up in a moment but right now let's take all those early games take a look at your fantasy squad on the ticker Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. All right, we're going to Detroit first, where the Panthers did not get a win, but DJ Moore certainly had a day. First and goal from the eight. Newton backs up, looking, looking end zone, has a receiver, leaping grab, Moore, touchdown. That is DJ Moore. That's to DJ the right Moore. side, Newton to Moore. That on the Panthers radio network, Rouse. and D.J. Moore did the darn thing today. Seven catches for 157 yards and a score. And next, luck be a Colts fan today. Luck's going to throw a back shoulder throw caught by T.Y. Hilton. The flag is down. Hilton makes the catch, spins out of a tackle. After review, the ruling on the field has been changed to a touchdown. Touchdown, Colts! Oh, that's weird. I thought they were going to highlight the incompletion on the Philly special. Yeah, he also tried for a target. And uh, let's croon a little as we make our way through this stat line. 23 of 29. (laughs) (laughs) It all of a sudden feels like the holidays. Oh, I love it. Like right now. It feels like the holidays. Andrew Luck throws for three touchdowns. Colts Radio Network. All right, turn it off because it's still got to travel in order to get to the holidays later this week. Instead, let's go to Jacksonville where Ben Roethlisberger is the owner of the strangest-looking game-winning touchdown of all time. First and goal inside the one. Eight seconds to go. 
Ben gets the snap, rolls right. He looks, he runs, he dives. He's in. He's in. He's in. He's, in. He's got a touchdown. Ben has a touchdown. Rolling right. What a play call. Yeah, Steelers Radio Network, and the Steelers trailed 16 to nothing in this game, and Roethlisberger was picked three times. What does it mean? The same thing it always means. The Steelers win. Roethlisberger responds with over 300 yards through the air, two touchdown throws, and that touchdown run to get himself up over 20 fantasy points somehow, some way. Normally when you hear the name Barkley, you think, oh, this is just terrible. Well, this was anything but. <laughs> Third and one at the two. Manning over center. Offset eye left. Hand off Barkley. Smashes up the middle for a touchdown. And the Giants respond and now lead it. 37-28 with 3.52 to go. Third touchdown for Saquon Barkley. Horrible, horrible, and really bad. <laughs> really, really good, actually. Uh, thank you, Chuck. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley is the man I'm talking about, and that is a man. 27 rushes, 142 yards, two touchdowns running, and he had two receptions for 10 yards and a touchdown there on three targets. I, I, I mean, he is a weapon. Yeah, he's a monster. He's Josh a Rosen just hit Larry Fitzgerald for a touchdown. They're back even in Arizona. But enough about that game. Let's go to Atlanta. You know, you and I consider ourselves to be foodies. We love to eat. So does this guy. Second and two at the 23. Prescott under center. Hand off Elliott. Big hole up the middle. To the 15. Made a man miss. To the 10. To the 5. Walk the dog. Touchdown Elliott. <laughs> no, don't walk the dog. Feed the man. Zeke. With a 23-yard touchdown run, Cowboys Radio Network. Somehow the Cowboys, after coughing up a double-digit lead, end up winning that one anyway. Get back to 522-19. Zeke Elliott, 122 on the ground and a touchdown, and seven catches for 79 yards as well. Yeah, and Leonard Fournette, who is MIA to start the season, is off the side of the milk carton and, you know, doing Leonard Fournette things. Second and goal from the two, eye formation. Fournette the running back. Blake under center. The give to Fournette, dives toward the goal line. He's awfully close. No signal yet. Oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> it is a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> so, Jags Radio Network there making the call themselves. 28 rushes, 95 yards, a touchdown on the ground, and he was targeted a couple of times for 46 yards. He got it done on the ground through the air. Leonard Fournette, big day. Unfortunate loss for the Jags giving it away to the Steelers. Oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> and of course it is. And it sounds like there were a lot of weird touchdowns in the NFL today, but none of them were weirder than this one. Second down. Now Winston steps up and takes the snap, looks up field, looks, stands in the bottom, looks to his left of the step. He's going to run to the 10, to the 5-3. He fumbled the football. Fumbled to the end zone. Diving for it. The Giants may have come up with it. Mike Evans Mike thinks Evans. he has it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers score a touchdown the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Fumble it at the one and then fall on it in the end zone. And touchdown Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. Oh, that's a touchdown. Indeed it is. <laughs> and by the way, I must not be very old-fashioned. I didn't realize that's how we used to play football. Hey, get close to the goal line and then just hawk it into the end zone and see what happens. Sure, Mike Evans, six catches, 120 yards. And that touchdown recovery today on the Bucks Radio Network. It was a struggle. It was painful the whole time. And this is old school football in Detroit. Well, no, actually in Detroit, it was new school football. And just in time for the holidays, it was Galladay's getting the win for D-Town. Not like a lot of days. Play clock at two. Matthews got it. Blitz comes. They pick it up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. 
Can he get it there? You're a freak. What a catch. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. I'm in. I'll have what he's having. He went for 118 over the air, and uh, that touchdown was a big one. They needed it the most this season. They're still in it, baby. You're a freak. You're a freak, you weirdo. <laughs> I love it. I want to be home for the holidays. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Kenny Galladay owners around the world unite. You say that you want something for Christmas. How about a golden tape trade and a Marvin Jones injury? What do you think about that? That's right. I want a Matt Patricia beard. I want a Matt Patricia beard. Oh, settle down, you freak. Kenny Galladay with a touchdown and over 100 yards. What a day for him and for all of us as football continues to pour out all over the place. Wonderful. There's your fantasy ticker number two here on Red Zone Radio. Let's take a break. Let's get ready for Eagles and Saints, which is going to be amazing. Let's continue to ignore the Raiders and Cardinals and act like they're not even there. Be, they qu- <laughs> be quiet. It's time. <laughs> and then let's continue to check in as well on uh, the other afternoon game, the Broncos and Chargers, which is solid enough. We'll, we'll acknowledge their existence, it's all right? Yeah, and, and then well, let's get Ralph Irvin in here for a scoreboard update as well. Ralph? Well, thank you very much. Happy Galladays to you. Well, happy happy Galladays to you all. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Merry Galladays, everyone. That's right. <laughs> there are three games going on right now in the NFL. No score as Philadelphia plays at New Orleans, a field goal for the Chargers gives them a 3-0 lead over Denver, but there are touchdowns in Arizona. One for Oakland, one for the Cardinals. It's tied at 7 midway through the first quarter. Earlier, of course, you just went through all the games. Houston, a 23-21 win over Washington. The bad news, of course, for the Redskins, Alex Smith, and this according to Jay Gruden, broken tibia and fibula. Yes, the exact same injury that Joe Theismann suffered 33 years ago today. Wow. Dallas goes to 5-5. Five and five. They win in Atlanta 22-19. So the Cowboys now just a game back in the NFC East. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. India, big winner over Tennessee. Detroit, 20-19 over Carolina. Pittsburgh gets by Jacksonville, 20-16. The Giants now 3-7. and seven. They beat the Bucks 38-38. 35 and Baltimore holds on for that 24-21 win. And of course, Colorado firing Mike McIntyre after six years in Boulder, while the University of Kansas has hired Les Miles, agreeing to a five-year deal with the former Oklahoma State and LSU head coach. Back to you. Okay, Ralph, thank you very much for that. First play from scrimmage for the Saints. Oh, no big deal. Mark Ingram for 38 yards. I'm going to continue to say this. Uh, Look, for the Saints to lose in that building... Something needs to be off. They need to do something that is abnormal. I don't care who the opponent is. We've already seen the Rams go in there. Um, The Saints are going to win in that building unless they simply don't execute their plan. And this is bizarre for me, maybe a first time. I usually never notice the jerseys, but it looks odd to me, I guess, that they're wearing their home whites instead of instead of their dark jerseys. Yeah. So yeah, they look like a bunch of stormtroopers with gold helmets <laughs> out there. Well, and they're they're not even just wearing their whites; they're wearing their all whites. This oh, yeah. is almost like their uh, like their you know throwback white color rush, some sort of di- you know no gold pants. 
It's all whites with gold numbers and gold helmets, and Alvin Kamara's got all that on, and he just ran down to the 32-yard line. Yeah, this is, uh, look, a one-two punch like they have out of the backfield. If you can get it done with the run, I know Michael Thomas is one of the most effective receivers in the game to date, but a run game that diminishes the confidence of a defense like nothing else. So I would keep pounding the rock if I'm the Saints. You're getting positive yardage after positive yardage. Uh, we'll see if they do that here. It is third down, um, and they are on the outskirts of field goal range, third and three for the Saints. We should tell you the Eagles already had the ball once, went three and out as uh, Carson Wentz was able to get a 10-yard completion, but the run game went backwards, and that was about it for that. Here's Breeze with his first throw of the day, and it is complete for a first down. Um, and uh, that one is that Traquan Smith. I'm not sure who that was that caught it. Um, but it is a first down, and so the drive will continue for New Orleans. Meantime, the Chargers already leading three to nothing and into Bronco territory yet again. You know, we talked about the schedule monster for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of that is hitting the Chargers at the right time. Once they got through Seattle, they've got a three week run, uh, which includes now this home game against Denver. Um, also, I think a home game against the Cardinals next week. They played the Raiders last week. Yep. And so it just feels like, similar to what I just said about the Saints, mind your P's and Q's, just be you, and this Charger team is going to be 9-2. and two. It gets really hard after that, but I think this team is going to be 9-2. and two. Yeah, the team we just saw pull it out inexplicably really end a game against the Jaguars, the Steelers, after this run against, like you said, the Raiders, Denver, then Cardinals, the Chargers have to go off and play a Sunday nighter in Pittsburgh, yeah. and that's going to be really difficult. That's going to be a really difficult swing because very shortly after that, they're going to have to face the the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Yep. It's it's going to get intense for the for the Chargers for a little bit. But I will say this about this team: this is the best we've seen them in a long time. Have they been challenged? I'll say that that Seattle win. I'll stand to it on the road, tough environment. A one-score ball game, that was a good win. That was a good win. They haven't really had many of those, though. You could argue that was the only one. Phillip Rivers looks incredible, might be an MVP season for him. Melvin Gordon looks like an elite back. This offensive line, better than they've ever looked, uh, period, but perhaps. I mean, they're just moving people off the ball and getting it done up front. And these receivers, they're dangerous, and they got weapons you don't really know yet. Tyrell Williams is emerging as a deep threat for them. So uh, this is a renewed ball club, and that defense just added back Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram yes. has keeping up his end of the bargain pass rushing. This could be a, a playoff contender. Keep your eye out for the Chargers. Well, I tell you what, you mentioned those, you know, the lack of uh, any signature wins. The truth of the matter is this team could end up 12-4 and four without ever even having good one. good point. They've got to go to Pittsburgh. They've got to go to the Chiefs. Uh, the remaining three games that we haven't mentioned, home against the Bengals, love their chances. Home against the Ravens, love their chances. And then the last week of the season on the road at the Broncos, like their chances. And so they could easily come out 12-4, and four, having lost twice to the Chiefs, once to the Rams, and once to the Steelers. And I don't really think they'd be any worse for the wear. They'd have to be a wild card team, 
But, you know, who knows? Maybe they don't lose those games. Uh, the Denver game on the road, difficult. There's no question. It's just a tough environment to play, especially late in the season, if there's any inkling yeah, of may, a chance. may or but, may not matter. Right. Last week of the season, you don't know if there's going to be anything on the line. Yeah, like, uh, you know, so so if, if there's no possibility for the Denver Broncos to be ruiners, I wouldn't expect to see, you know, a, a hard-fought game. You might see some guys getting rest, obviously, which many – playoff teams will choose to do but yeah you know wins against Baltimore wins against the Bengals those are always hard fought AFC North teams play better late in the season that's panned out many times but we'll see look the Chargers they have a rough stretch here and they got to get these wins where they can and they're going against a real defense Von Miller's still on the other side of this ball yes and that's still one of the scariest pass rushers in this league well and they continue to have penalties once they get in the scoring zone here's third and 21 Rivers will hit Gordon on a nice pass play that will at least get them back into field goal range uh, for Michael Badgley, who already has one on the board. Now this will be, again, probably something in the neighborhood of about 44 yards for this next attempt. He's 6-for-6 six six on his career. Uh, the Saints drive stalls. They do get a field goal out of that and now lead over the Eagles 3 to nothing. Carson Wentz and company coming back out onto the field shortly. And we haven't had a chance yet to talk about the game that's still ahead coming up tonight. The Bears and the Vikings at Soldier Field. Badgley, by the way... On its way right down Broadway wow. yet again. The Charger kicking game has finally been figured out. So 6 nothing they lead. But that game tonight, Bears and Vikings, I'm incredibly fascinated. Here we are for the holidays. It's going to be cold in Chicago. Night game, you're looking at something that's going to be in the 20s and 30s. Defenses that are getting healthy. And offenses that have been dynamic at times. Head scratching at times. I know you love Trubisky and I company. Do. And Matt Nagy. Uh, Kirk Cousins and his group have been good for the most part this year. This is one of those games, I, I, I mean, not much would surprise me. I don't know what to think about this game. I'm just excited to sit down and check it out. And I know the Vikings have a good one, too. He's guaranteed for three years in Kirk Cousins. But Trubisky through this season is completing at a rate of 66%. He's thrown for 2,300 yards, 19 touchdowns, and he's only thrown seven picks. Trubisky... This is what the the arm talent and the athleticism, this was the potential everybody was talking about when he was taken out of uh, uh, UNC. Uh, he had 13 games under his belt as a starter in college. He needed experience. He needed a year. He needed an offensive system that, that really complemented his playing style, and that's what he has with Matt Nagy. And so now this thing is hitting all the right cylinders at the right point of the season Huge divisional matchup here for the Bears. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. Back in a moment with more from Saints-Eagles. The Broncos about to get the ball back and face Joey Bosa. And a little bit more on tonight's game, Vikings and Bears. Again, we won't mention that the Cardinals are playing the Raiders. The uh, Red Zone <laughs> Radio. No, I don't know what that is. All right, Red Zone Radio continues. All right, Red Zone Radio Week 11. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Drew Brees and the Saints back out on the field again. Second and nine from their own 15, leading three to nothing. Brees back to pass. He'll throw over the middle. That'll be an interference call, won't it? Uh, might be uncatchable. Uh, maybe. I don't see a flag at this point. Third and nine coming up. 
Carson Wentz so far today, one of four for 10 yards. The Eagles offense a little slow out of the gates in New Orleans. Christian Kirk, short pass, long run, touchdown Cardinals in front of the Raiders. 14-7. Chargers continue to lead the Broncos. 6 to nothing. the Broncos with the ball with a second and eight at their own 44-yard line. And there's Joey Bosa out on the field. How do you think that changes the Charger defense? Well, it just depends on how healthy he is uh, and also how how effective he he becomes. You know, the acquisitions, whether they be off the injuries or, or even free agencies, sometimes it takes a couple of games to get their feet wet. However, I will say this. He came into the league off a hamstring injury, if you remember, when he was drafted. And game five, he entered against the Raiders, and I think he had a two-sack performance yep. in his first time out the box off a soft tissue injury. A foot is completely different. Uh, it could it could hamper an entire season, so we'll see how effective he is as a pass rusher. All right, the Saints on the move yet again, getting into Philadelphia territory, so uh, we'll keep you up to date on that one. A couple of uh, nice passes from Drew Brees there, get them going. Denver facing a third and four right now, just short of midfield. Case Keenum will throw long. It is beyond the outstretched arms of his intended target, who I believe was Cortland Sutton. However, uh, there is a flag down on the play. So let's check the flag. If it is not against the Chargers, then they're about to get the ball back. But no, they are indeed. No, yeah, it's going to be pass interference on all on the offense. That's going to be pass interference on the offense. So that'll wow. be declined, and Phillip Rivers and company to get the ball back. Rivers and the Chargers have moved the ball well, but penalties have really gotten in their way once they've gotten into Bronco territory today. Yeah, which is odd. They've been a more disciplined team than they've shown in the early goings here today. And they just got back their right tackle, Barksdale, who's been injured for a couple of weeks. And uh, he jumped off sides on one of the early downs. And so uh, maybe he's just getting himself settled back into the position, being on the field for the first time in a while. But they got to clean that up because, like any divisional opponent who just ran a fake punt for the first down, and Denver now converts instead of giving the ball back to the Chargers. There <laughs> you go. Okay. That was kind of sexy. Nice job there, Broncos. Uh, also, speaking of sexy, Drew Brees hits Michael Thomas for a long one to get well into Philadelphia territory. The Saints continue to roll with the oh, ball man. in their hands. Yeah, Michael Thomas right over the middle here. Going to catch it on the curl right at about the 43, run that down inside the 30-yard line. What's so lost here, what's so lost here is that's just a 15-yard stop route. I mean, everybody runs. Everybody's got it in their playbook. They run it off a nice little route scheme. But the fact that Drew Brees throws it to his outside shoulder and he had the defender coming in and playing inside leverage because he gave all of the body language that he was going to run the in or the dig – that that made the difference because now he can run with the ball after the catch for a bunch. And as I'm speaking, we have goes. yeah, Philip Lindsay right up the middle, and then absolutely nothing but StubHub grass in front of him. After that, he's going for a touchdown. The Broncos now tie it up six six, and look at that Bronco crowd in Los Angeles going crazy at the stadium. You know, one thing is really uh, I think still to be told about the Charger defense going forward. Bosa returns, but Denzel Perryman is out for the year. 
and he's number one of their top run stoppers. And, and where was that that ball ran? It was right up right the, up the gut. Yeah. yeah, so it was over the center's position, left guard. They just an, a nice job covering up all the defenders. They actually had eight in the box, but they had eight blockers in the box, so they accounted for everyone. And so it's one on one. Somebody's got to make a tackle on Philip Lindsay. Either that, or somebody filled in the wrong gap responsibility. So it was a foot race between Jaleel Adai playing deep center field and Philip Lindsay. And I got to tell you, Philip Lindsay this season has been a breakout star yep. running back. Denver hasn't played great football, so he's not getting as much credit. But that's a real running back. They now lead this one 7-6 to six, early second quarter. Uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders have the ball. So do the Saints late first quarter. Uh, and they are already with a first and 10 at the Philadelphia 28. Drew Brees had to call a timeout getting the play set. So the Saints on the move leading this one three to nothing. Let's take a look at the standings and the way they got affected today. I just feel like today there were wild swings based on close games. Yeah. You know, uh, the Ravens end up beating the Bengals. The Steelers rally in order to win in Jacksonville. What could have been just a half-game lead for the Steelers over the Bengals, poof, all of a sudden they've opened up a two-and-a-half-game lead in the division just because of the way the ball bounced on a couple of games in the fourth quarter. Oh, I know. I know. And Ben Roethlisberger, and credit to Tomlin for keeping his house straight through a lot. And I mean a lot of controversy with Le'Veon Bell. We know how that has unfolded throughout this season. And this is drama every year. Antonio Brown broadcasting live on Facebook from the locker room postgame. <laughs> and, and all the other messes that they've had to clean up over the years. This is a consistent double-digit win team. This is a consistent postseason contributor. And the Steelers really, they run amok for half the season, it seems. Nobody knows what direction the season's heading, and they tighten up around the time you start smelling turkey, and that's the time you really need to. And so credit to this coaching staff. They get it done when they have to. Well, and then there's another division that was severely affected by a massive afternoon on the early session, and that was the NFC East with the Cowboys uh, rallying to win in Atlanta by three on a field goal that just grazed the bar and went inside. They oh, win 22-19. to 19. And then, simultaneously, Alex Smith, and if you're just joining us, a broken fibula and tibia. He's obviously going to be out for the year. Uh, thoughts, uh, uh, you know, hopefully with him to even get back next year. Such a serious injury. Uh, but the Redskins lose their quarterback and then lose a nail-biter of a game 23-21 on their home field to Houston. And all of a sudden, what could have been a two- or a three-game lead for Washington has turned into a one-game lead and they play each other in four days. And, and all of a sudden, you look forward to uh, Sunday Night Football with the Bears hosting the Vikings, another divisional situation where the Vikings could tie this thing up in that division. Uh, you know, it's just it's just been a fun weekend of football. All these games have been tight, and so far, so good. Honestly, on this Raiders game, it's been some scoring. Yeah, uh, you know, not complete snoozer. And so, uh, so I'm I'm not saying that I'm glued to the screen, but I'm interested. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm interested. Let's be glued to this one instead. The Saints have a first in goal, and I believe that was Kamara, not Ingram. Uh, yeah, that was Kamara that gets the first and goal carry from the nine. He gets inside the five. So second and goal coming up for the Saints, already leading that one three to nothing. Can pass along an injury note out of that game as well. The Jason Kelsey of the Eagles 
headed to the locker room, and it's a team already decimated by injury. Oh, it's a big loss. It's a really big loss. They just got back Lane Johnson, their tackle. Now they lose their center for who knows how long, but walking off the field as an offensive lineman is something you don't often see. Second and goal for the Saints. We'll see if we can get one more play off. And Drew Brees is going to throw, and it is incomplete. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 